Welcome to Opening Presence, the podcast about creative self-realization. My name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining me. In today's episode, I sit down with Ken Jones. He's the creator of The Nine Brand and co-host of the Unrefined Sophisticates podcast. In this conversation, we discuss how to be resourceful, being a creative with multiple interests, developing a passion for learning, and doing the damn thing even if you're scared. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to share it with a friend. Now, without further ado, welcome to Opening Presence. Welcome to Opening Presence. Yes. <laughs> My yeah. name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I am joined by one of the unrefined sophisticates, hey. Mr. Can Jones. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing well. You got your cup? You ready to go? Oh, yeah. I showed up. Ready to pop. You got your fall, the, the, <laughs> the nice fall plaid on? Like, that's the, that's the plaid that I, like, really fuck with. Like, yeah. I don't like the whole, like, long john, silver, like, <laughs> wilderness, like, tight cropped yeah tight i don't like the tight crop plaid yes yes that's in that that's that reminds me of pajamas a lot mm-hmm. that's that's the vibe that that gives me it's like you're, mm-hmm. you're warm warm next to a fireplace not really out in these woods yeah <laughs> no, that that's looking sharp thank you thank you so before we dove into this podcast you know how like when you like have a conversation before a podcast you're like oh shit we should have just recorded that mm-hmm Cool. So we're going to dive into that. Yes. We're talking about you. You actually just said a term that I hadn't heard before. Multi-potential. Yes. And as multi-creatives, we have the options and actually the privilege to be able to express ourselves in like a multitude of ways. And a lot of times it's difficult to choose one because some of them, some of them get more, I guess, like praise from yes. others and some of them we connect to on a soul level mm-hmm. and there's a lot of these varying factors, but I guess kind of just creating like a, a canvas for you to kind of dive into, like explain like your outlook on being a multi-creative. Okay. So <clears throat> one of the things since as far back as I can remember is just having interest in a ton of things and then trying them out just to see if I can do them, doing them and doing them well. A lot of people I know are focused on a thing, like it's a hyper focus on an area. I would be bored (laughs) if I just did one. There's, as I've gotten older, I've tried to figure out how, where does all this stuff converge? Like, where does it come together? I've tried my hand at so many things and done a decent job. And kind of, as we were talking off air of like, there's different periods where people may know me as, oh, Ken, dude that does videos, dude that does the podcast do the works at the station. There's so many elements to me, but all these things make up who I am, right? I could probably go any of those ways, but it's it's a the struggle sometimes of how is that the life for me? Focusing on a single thing, it just to me seems like I would I would feel bored regularly. And 
there's people who have a, the ability to kind of hyper focus and just zone in on one area and continue to build up in that space. And it's a very narrow focus. There seems to be in moments from the outside observing that like, oh, that's dope. I wish. And then I snap back to reality. Like, actually, I don't. Because there's something to being able to be curious about a thing and explore it and be able to take the information and retain that, apply it and feel good about, you know, the efforts. Of course, that's not everything. I feel like I've, I've, I was trash at uh, football. <laughs> Me too. I played, I played one season. I, yeah. I played one season and then I quit. I was like, nah. Yeah, nah, I realized. Yeah, I'm not that tough. Wasn't my bag. And, uh, and, and back when I tried out, as now I'm a pretty big guy. Uh, back then, I think I was like a buck sixty and like six four, so that mm, wasn't good. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, with with like doing one thing though, it's like society like praises you for doing one thing. And there's something to be said not to like just crap on yeah, no. people that are hyper focused on one thing, like like perfecting a craft or a skill is a very, very big deal. Yes. Like that's, that's a giant thing that, that not a lot of people actually do like to become, to differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack, from the rest of the designers or the rest of the dancers or the artists or, or even like the, the, the rest of the financial analysts and all that kind of stuff. Right. There's, there's, there's a piece to it. Um, for those people who you know take that time, I think when when we're exploring these different areas, we learn this in like a a crash study type of way, and there's a lot of the nuance that we maybe don't get all the way into, but we make it work enough to make it work. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to like the idea of once it's produced, whatever it is that we're producing or creating, as an onlooker you see something that looks well put together. We've, we've handed you the Tesla. You didn't see that behind the scenes, what we were working with were not state-of-the-art tools or <laughs> any of the things. We just, because of our ability, I think, to think in different tracks, we're able to pull from all these different skill sets that we've done along the way or the, the, the paths that we've ventured down along the way and pull those together to make those work in these different avenues. So we're able to do it, um, and I don't want to say in a lazy way, it's a resourceful way. Mm-hmm. I like how you switch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's not. There's work and there's headache. And and sometimes with the people who actually know, I think about when I was teaching myself uh, programming and trying to learn Python. Had this whole idea of getting to a point of being able to teach data analytics and doing it um, remotely before the world like got shut down and <laughs> turned into remote classes being a regular thing. But I remember specifically there was an issue that I was having and I spent two days and by two days, I mean, probably 10 hours or so focusing on a line of script. I had done all of the Googling that you can do, jumping into forums, trying to figure this thing out. Just so happened there was a meetup group, a Python meetup group that was kind of just focused on helping people go in there and ask my question. And within five minutes, it was solved. Mm -hmm. And it was a moment like that, that was like, yeah, ask questions some more. Sometimes like it is, this is where the expert kind of comes in. And so there's frustrations in that where it's like, if I wasn't, if I probably would have been doing this, but I guess that's actually just part of the learning process. So I guess that's not even a great example now that I'm thinking about that a bit more, but there are things that we may do that we may do in five steps. Let's say that it takes us five steps, five touch points to make a thing happen to whereas the expert is able to do it in two. Yeah. Yeah, that's the category of resourcefulness that I fall into as yeah. well. And I think 
having that general sense of curiosity and trying so many things, like it's a gift and a curse because it's like, I think the willingness and the curiosity to try many things, you can discern whether or not you like something or not. I feel like a lot of people, I feel like most people like find like the first or second thing and then they just stop looking. Mm. And then that's how you're 30 years down the road in a career that you can't stand. And it's just like, I hate accounting, but it's like your dad was an accountant and your mom like worked at a bank and it just was the only thing expected. And that seed of curiosity wasn't encouraged. You just had that assumption that this is what I should do. But then on the other side, it's like, okay, like you're on your 12th job and you haven't (laughs) landed on anything and you kind of, you kind of paint on the side and you haven't really committed yourself to something. So it is a, it is a double-edged sword, but like finding those things that, really like resonate with your soul like that's the that's a very tough place because you need to have like that freedom and like liberate yourself from the expectations of society and the people around you and it's a like i've had that that moment where it's like i felt disconnected like after like experiencing losses Mm -hmm. from my my family passing away and stuff like that it kind of like separated me from i guess like the the grasp of like being in community with others mm-hmm. and stuff. I was like, I was able to kind of like silo myself essentially. And yeah. it's like, all right, who's Aaron and kind of like start constructing the things that I actually like really fuck with. And like, I thought I, I thought I liked shoes. Like I wanted to work at like Adidas <laughs> and Nike and shit. And I was like researching and like I had opinions about all the drops and everything. Right. And then like, I had to really like ask myself, I was like, yeah, I don't care about shoes like that. Oof. Like I don't give a damn about Oof. shoes. And I was spending so much time, like, trying to, like, make nice with, like, employees at the company so yeah. they can, like, give me a recommendation and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, like, I really looked at it. I was like, all the shit y'all make is whack. <laughs> like, like it's all whack. Like, there's a couple. There's, like, there's like these little groups within companies that mm-hmm. are, like, the real, like, line pushers. Yeah. That's who I am. And if if, if I'm not working with those types of people then I don't even want to be associated because I need to spread my wings and like push ideas forward. It's like, I'm not here to just sit back and just punch in numbers and be yes. the status quo. And and I think that's kind of like when we find ourselves within our outputs and, and keep that creativity and keep throwing wood on the fire. Mm-hmm. Like I think like two fires can kind of turn into one big fire. Right. If we, if we, kind of just sit with ourselves yes that's kind of to a point in the space of like of course we all got crazy stories right backgrounds and all those things and i decided to go and get a degree later in life um and went to psu i did pcc back in like 2012 got a multimedia two-year degree sat on that um didn't really apply to anything that I was doing as far as a nine to five, but creatively it was in the space. Right. Um, then went to PSU, graduated from PSU with a bachelor's in social science. After school was over, it was a bunch of thinking of like, again, where do these different skill sets, the ability to communicate, um, actually being able to connect with people in a certain type of way, along with the creative portion and just really, sitting with that also realizing i didn't understand job titles me neither I, there's a manager an assistant manager, you know like the, the real baseline things 
I didn't realize how many spaces and then how many, how what I did already in the world, people are getting paid crazy money to do these things. But because my degree isn't in that thing, how do I show? And that was like a frustrating year of, I've got a degree, all these skill sets, where does it come together? And then realizing like, I was looking for this just aha moment as opposed to creating that aha moment. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, and that's led down to some things that are, you know, working, working themselves out at this point um, where it is kind of setting the path and creating that because I think that luckily we're in a space now where things are shifting a bit to where I can show you that I can do this thing. And that actually has some, some merit to it mm -hmm. as opposed to before, if you're, degree didn't say this thing, then you weren't allowed. You, mm -hmm. you weren't even allowed to get a, a shot at testing it out. Um, but it, it's, it's definitely a, I'm hoping that more of the world leans towards that, more of these industries lean towards people who can do the work, right? There's people who have, you know, never maybe went down a traditional route, but they know woodworking because this is what they've been doing forever. You know, is, is, is there something that I need outside of my, to show my work? to be mm -hmm. able to get in this. If I'm good with numbers, do I actually need the accounting degree? But if I can show you that I can do this, that should matter. Yeah. It's almost like, and I think over the last number of years, I've gotten better with like, just allowing, like if somebody can't see my worth, I'm just like, yo, that's your, that's your disability. Yeah. Like I already <laughs> know, like and it's taken a long time to get to that place where, it's like all these titles and people are yeah. kind of like throwing their their yeah. credentials around and it's like I've been with the, they've been with this company for this long and it's like I get close to them and it's just like oh like you're not doing anything that I can't do that's and that's that's something that's I think that's what what keeps a lot of us out yeah. of these places is cuz they realize it's like oh like this person will take my job from me and I can't I can't let this person in this company and right. they might take my seat or, or my best friend's seat or something like that. And I think it requires like people within, like I find this just, just as like a freelance as somebody that like, like approaches like agencies or like, as soon as like I talk, sit down and have a real conversation mm -hmm. with somebody, it's like, that's a sale. Like yes. it's already done, <laughs> yes. but it's just like the hoops that I have to dive through and, and try to like, to like climb over into like the gateway to entry just yes. to like have like a FaceTime with somebody. It's just like, yo, like this should be a lot easier. Cause I already know like my meditation workshops are like yes. amazing. Like yes. they're, I'm offering a service that helps people and people get something out of it. And like it aligns with what I'm here to do. I'm here to communicate. I'm supposed to like share my truth and allow others or create space for others to tap into what their truth is. Righteous. And it's like, that might just turn into like a company wide exodus where everybody leaves. Cause they're like, Oh, this doesn't resonate with me. But I think, <laughs> I think if companies actually cared about like their employees highest interest, that's a, a risk that they're willing to take. And right. that's kind of like what I'm pushing for, like an internal revolution that might disrupt some of these uh, uh, slave ships that are uh, out in sea. So I love all this. Um, now outside of the corporate world and the structure set in place, um, back to the idea of the multi-potentialite, multi-potential, right? Um, in the creative space, um, 
and I'm sorry, I'm almost turning this around. Like I'm interviewing I love, you. I love, this okay, is- I already expressed this. I expressed this in another podcast. I was like, I just want to have a podcast so I could get interviewed. So I'm happy to have another a fellow podcaster on here because it makes it easy on me because right. I could just like tap into intuition instead of being like yes. freaking professional and shit. Um, do you? So we, we we briefly touched on kind of you know having that curiosity just in general and how that works in our favor. Um, is there times that that works has worked against you that you can think of? <sighs> yes and no. It's like, I feel like, uh, I think it's good. It's gotten me closer to where I need to be. Gotcha. But like the that. outward signs or signals of success in a lot of the times, like just security is kind yeah. of like what is, kind of sacrificed for the sake of like clarity and what my true purpose is because like the true purpose is like like global like meditation fucking mindfulness creative like just all over the place like type shit like create what i want but with the intention of like awakening others and and it's like i know that that calling is so big but in the meantime of like right now it's like, yo, Aaron, you need to pay your bills. You need to save. You need to throw in your 401k. You need to have investments <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's like, as this like this time goes on, it's like I have a whiteboard with all these projects on it. And it's just mm-hmm. like, all right, like I'm the common denominator to all of these expressions. And if those things don't get done, I don't get to where I see myself in the future, where all of my needs are met. Yeah. But it's like, oh, it's 100% self-actualized. There's not a business that I can just, like, plug myself into, and then they spit me out, like, 5K a month. Yeah. Or yeah. or more. Much more. <laughs> Much more. Yeah. <laughs> but so that's that's kind of, like, where, like, I I have a better relationship to it now because there's more clarity on my end. It's okay. But it is such, like, a large, like, dream that I have that it requires a lot of, like, work and sometimes like like hiring people and mm-hmm. just like getting buy-in from other people that like I, I can't do it all on my own either. right so. right which is th- that's a huge part of stuff <laughs> um once it's taken it from what you've created yourself and your mind and then trying to scale that bringing people on because of course painting the picture and the vision you can only do that so much when it's your thing mm-hmm. and you can definitely get buy-in um, throughout, but there's like that. It, it, and I'm, I'm using myself and my experience in this moment of like, is that just for the moment you're excited about this or is this going to be sustainable and sure. not wanting that to be as I'm building to have to keep starting Dude, over that part, yeah. that part for sure. And I, I think I've gotten a lot better over the years of being like, cause if it still resonates, like yeah. if I, if I have like a, like a, like a deck that has like all the ideas like mapped out okay, and then it's like, Oh, I don't look at it for like a couple of months, uh-huh. even though it's the same goal. Like yeah. I just have a lot of living to do. Yeah, yeah. And then I come back to it and I'm looking at it. I'm like, Oh, this is dope. Like, like I get re-inspired okay. and reinvigorated to, to push this project through. Like when I'm shuffling these other things, it's like, I feel like podcasting has been like the one thing for me that's been just like the constant, like Uh, engage with the creative process and like expressing and connecting. And, and I think 
there's going to be a like a giant pot of gold at the end of this like podcasting thing because it's just like how many brilliant people that have been on it's like all right i'm just waiting for y'all to crack yeah, off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i got all these i got all their first interviews yeah, yeah look <laughs> it's like it's it's, a, it's gonna come back like down the road and every, like all these brilliant minds like yes. beautiful people like oh my very fr- i did i did everybody's very first podcast and not to say that that's like my idea of like what it is, but it's just like that's where my intuition goes. It's like yeah. this is fun for mm-hmm. one. It's like chasing what brings me the most joy. Like I get to be myself. Like I don't like I can't be like my full full self in a lot of places. <laughs> Talk about and, it. <laughs> and to to give yourself that freedom is the thing that makes me hold on to that. And I don't want to say like turn a blind eye to like societal pressures to conform, but mm-hmm turn a blind eye to societal pressures for sure like that's that's kind of like the one thing that kind of like holds me like kind of like rebellious to yeah. to conforming because it's just yes. like yo like do you does nobody see like all these fucking talented ass people have you been to portland art museum and been Look, to the bodega righteous. like have you seen Look. these things in person <laughs> it's like we're all fucking doing these fucking amazing yes. things and it's just like i think when you're surrounded by people that are 100% invested in the things that they're creating and you have the opportunity to support them, it's your job to do that because, like, who do you think is going to support your thing? And it's, like, I think getting to the point where it's, like, it doesn't matter if, like, of course, like, we have, like, aspirations to be, like, known worldwide and mm-hmm. whatnot, but it's, mm-hmm. like, my gift to the world is not dependent on recipients being ready as right. you were alluding to pre right. pre-conversation because it's like if i had to wait till people thought i was dope <laughs> to put something out then i'd be waiting fucking forever look it's it's when people hit me up about wanting to start something like let's say a pod i've had over the years been doing this actually the first pod we recorded was in 2010 this is before the wave consistency was the issue like, I was for it. It just wasn't working for everybody's schedule back then. Took the hiatus, came back in 2016, and been running it since. And when people hit me about it, my thing is, quit looking for this perfect moment. You have a phone that you can go into an app, press record, get your voice out. You can hop on Amazon. There is an earpiece with a mic <laughs> that does fairly decent. Understand in the last 18 months, We've lowered our expectation for audio quality, visual oh, quality. Yeah. It's been lowered. And, and that's a great thing because it's lowered the entry level, mm-hmm. entry point for people. With that, you go. You go. You talked about this being the most consistent thing. Me and Morg just had a conversation. Morg, for anybody listening, Morgan Jones, that's my co-host on the Unrefined Sophisticates podcast. We talked about this being the constant. Every week, this is happening almost no matter what else is going awry, this is happening. We've only taken maybe five breaks and not breaks, took a week off, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in that space. With that, we've built up a certain momentum and also with our listeners, right, that there's an expectation of us. And it's our outlet outside of corporate world, outside of all those things. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. So you listen to Young Refine, you're getting can't, you're getting me at my most base level. Mm-hmm. This is I'm not cerebral there. This is just who I am. More same thing. So it's interesting. And I'm sure you've experienced this on your platform because you're being who you are. You're not a personality. 
for the, the sound waves. You meet people that you've never met that may have been tuning in and they know you in a way that you don't know them. And it's, it's, it's not, I don't want to say weird. I don't want to put the weird on it, but it's just, they have a different connection to you than you, them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like that, that off balance for a moment, (laughs) because again, you're catching, you know, personal stories, you know, my feelings about so many things. Oh yeah. I put it all out there. Exactly. (laughs) That's the space in which I'm in. There's things that regularly, you know, I'll get a random message of you said that. And I'm like, huh? I don't recall, but I'll go, ooh, I did say that. Yeah, no, that was because I got asked a question and I gave my actual honest feedback to that. Mm-hmm. And so being that we operate from that place and that space, that's a um, that's a freeing thing, even with when I've had coworkers like, oh, what's, what's you? it's like, just prepare. Like, this is, I am who I am. Not that I'm much different in my places of employment, but again, we've all, there. there's a wall that gets put up, right? <laughs> um, so there's definitely a, a, a journey into the person you'll meet. So there's no transition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's not something that, there's not going to be a situation where I'm out in the world. And I think I do that. I, I wanted to do that from the jump to where you meet me somewhere in public and you're like, oh, you're different. Nah. No, no, no. These are the thoughts that go through my head, even on social media. Like, <laughs> I, I, these are the thoughts. These mm-hmm. are the things that run through my head. These are the conversations that we would have in person. Even the randomness of things is just me typically looking across the street, seeing something, and then having a question that I can't ask that person. <laughs> so, yeah, asking the interweb. Yeah, I love just like having like the like the, you can talk about the things that are important to you. Yeah, like you don't you're not forced to stay in other lanes. Like before we started, we're like. Like, I don't care about sports. Like, <laughs> dude, like, literally, like, my very first podcast, I started in probably, like, 2015, 2014, and it was a fantasy football podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think it was called, like, Level Up Fantasy Football. Okay. And it's, like, I talk about all this, like, Maurice Jones-Drew, like, yeah. draft him in the first round <laughs> and, and all this stuff, like, all the stats. Like, right. I was just stat machine, mm-hmm. just, like, like, fantasy football was my thing. And over the years, like since I had stopped drinking alcohol, like I stopped watching football because it was kind of like a Pavlov's dogs type of thing. It's like, oh, watching football isn't the same without a beer at 10 a.m. So I just stopped watching football. So where does that podcast go into the earth, the ether? It's just like it's gone. (laughs) But then it's like, all right, it forced me to re like evaluate what are the things that really matter to me. And it's like these are the things that really matter to me, like creativity like soul, like expression, like healing, like yes. relationships, yes. like expressing that, like working through these, these things that we normally reserve for our conscience and, and keep to ourselves. It's yes. like, I want to put it all on the table and start moving them around in the open and hopefully it can help somebody else. But I want to talk back to one thing that you mentioned with like the person who's like asking about the podcast okay. and just like that type of uh, person that's kind of like, like about to enter the double dutch but mm-hmm. <laughs> hasn't really fully jumped in and, yeah. and kind of like i guess approaching like a new interest and mm-hmm. and how does one start that because it's like i've that's kind of like something that i hope this podcast does is to inspire people to kind of dive into something that if you're interested in doing something yeah. like go do it like when you came in like i just showed you like this little video thing yeah. that i'm putting together like when I'm not like video man, right. it's just like it ha- I had to do it. Right. So I wasn't going to wait for somebody else to do it. Right. But I think that's kind of like a muscle that we need to strengthen over time is like the willingness to just dive headfirst into something and yes. to be complete shit at something. 
so that's that's the space in which I exist. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna jump in. I'll figure it out. Like on Instagram, I technically can. That's <laughs> that is for a reason. Yeah. Can you? I technically. I give me a minute. Yeah. Give me a minute. Give me a book. <laughs> give me a link. Then I can talk it with you. You know what I mean? I don't. And and that's something I think for myself that that. If there's anything I'm going to pat myself on the back, it's that I'm going to try it. And not just try it, but I'm going to take it serious as I'm trying it. Mm-hmm. Just to see if it's something that actually, like, gels with me. Some things are just a no, right? They just don't flow. But getting into it and getting going, that's not been a problem for me almost at all. And I think because it's a thing of trying to prove it to myself versus somebody else, we've all went through anything that we're creating, specifically like podcasts. We're putting this together and putting it out on platforms. We don't know how or who's listening. No. There's no immediate feedback. You're just creating. Mm-hmm. It takes something to, ha- to be able to, sh- to navigate that and push through when you're not getting feedback, especially this expectation of like your friends, family, the close. A lot of times those are not the people that are necessarily going to tune in or they may tune in once, twice, but if it's not for them, it's not for them, right? And there's a million options out there of overly produced great or, or just a very specific topic and the kind of conversations that I know we have on our platform, which I know you have on your platform of just kind of going into a thing as opposed to this being about like Star Trek. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. come in here and get past. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So there's 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 certain type of listening. I know the things that I like to listen to on podcasts, you know, it, it stays in an informational funny tone. That's like my bag. I don't want to necessarily go on murder mysteries or anything in that space, right? So understanding that, getting into it, and there's not going to be that immediate feedback. It's it's just not. But when you find something, everybody is an expert at something. And that's the thing of having to figure that piece out. Mm-hmm. Everybody's an expert at something. What's something that you can talk about? What's something that when you talk about it, it, it makes you want to keep going? Mm-hmm. those are the things to kind of explore for the people just jumping in in terms of what are, is the content going to be? Is it something that's sustainable? I think in our area and the kind of the pods that we do where we're having conversations with people, we're talking about what's going on maybe in the world. Updates are all constantly happening, but it's conversational. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that flows. But now if you're going to get specific and we're going to talk like fantasy sports, <laughs> we're going to, there's, there's research, there's things that go into this um, that you have to sit with and think, is this going to be sustainable mm-hmm. for, you know, a certain amount of time? Or are you going to pivot? I guess those are things that have come up along the way that you have to think about because even in a pod, as you go through, you'll make changes and tweaks to what it is that you're doing mm-hmm. in order to fit whatever it is that you 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 see it as or as the landscape changes right yeah. and and what's going to actually hit with people um and i just think where the the entry point being that it's lowered down to a point where almost anyone can get into it test it out it's also a lot harder to talk for a couple of hours an hour 30 minutes solo podcast solo oh my gosh I, like you gotta like i gotta tap into some like deep emotional like it has to be like a really big thing that happens for me or like i have to like 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 marinate on something for a while for me yeah. to like get up and do like a full like 30 minute solo podcast because it like I gotta, I gotta be coming from somewhere. I can't just like, <laughs> I can't just talk. I don't talk just to talk ever. Like, I don't want to hear myself talk. That's like, it's not coming from like, 
hey, look at me. Like it's right. coming from I need to like express this or else I'm eating my emotions. Oof. That's exactly like what it <laughs> is. It's like I've never been like the most talkative person, but yes. I didn't really have a lot of outlets like growing up and I wasn't validated for speaking like my truth or nobody right. would be like, oh, yeah, that sounds really good. Like I'd come out with some like the shit that I talk about here. It's like. I have those same ideas when I was young, but there was nobody around to fucking like receive those things and to be like, <laughs> oh shit, like you're onto something, young man. Like you should keep doing that thing. Yes. So I've never had that. But then it's like I had to grant myself that that opportunity to just be like, you know what? Like I don't care what anybody else says. It's like I gotta fucking do this. And I think that's when approaching like any new thing, it's it's like kind of like that yearning and it's yeah. like don't even look at don't even like perceive an audience or anything it's just like where is your desire pointing you towards yes. and it's like i think once you start tapping into that it's like other things will start coming up like i just started like meal prepping because i'm just like i've been i've gone to the gym like a fair amount like my whole okay. life i'm like the athlete that just relied on talent growing up yeah but as of recently like i've just been taking in so much like fitness content and it's like i'm going to the gym like five days a week and, okay and it's like i the okay. one thing that i hadn't been able to like lock down is like the diet part of it and I, I always eat out i'm like aaron like you can't fucking eat out like when you don't have like bread to eat out like that right like, paying 16 bucks a meal like like maybe once a day or sometimes twice a yeah. day and it's just like yo that shit adds up so what does it look like when you like really spend like okay you can go out and spend like a hundred dollars on groceries what do you what can you get and what can you make for like the week because you have these goals like i want to be like i want to be like yoked yeah, <laughs> i want to be right. i want to be yoked yeah and just like lean and it's like all right what does it take to get into that space and yeah. i think it was a natural transition to like start taking in that content because i was okay. on like the spiritual growth side and just like all right now like how your spiritual ascension is affected by like just your health in yeah, general. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, are you exercising and connection to spirit and all that kind of stuff. So it's like an, a natural shift into okay. something that can turn into another passion. Yes. Um, but yeah, it just, just the whole concept of like approaching like new interests and, and not being afraid to just dive in and, yeah. and, and find the genuine things. Yeah. And be afraid, right? Like, and still do all the nervousness I, I put in the context of uh woke pdx shout out faith um which we were doing pre-pandemic and morgan and i were hosts getting up and talking in front of people is not my bag for as much as people think that i am just the socialite and not not it's nerves every time mm -hmm. every time yep and it's interesting how also people's anxieties play out the way that they do, where some people freeze and then some people, it's like almost an overcompensation that works from the outside. You just see it as, oh, work in the room, as opposed to what's going on in the head of like, oh, these are fireworks. <laughs> um, do. It really boils down to do. And it's okay to make your pivots, make your shifts. Like, that's a part of it. As you find your, your flow, and figure where your comfort is, then that's the part you kind of expound on. I think about uh, where people focus a lot on the areas that they're, they, they're coming up short in or they're not that strong in. And it's like, yeah, that's cool and all. Or you can build up what you're already good at. This is why teams work, <laughs> right? You can lean on people that may not be as good in this area, that area, but build up on the thing that you are already good at. 
and then that can kind of make its morph where, you know, you're talking about going into like this diet. If somebody was that's already in the bag of eating healthy, you can create a pod about that. I just did one. And like, this that, is, that, yes. Yeah, it's just like it all just kind of comes together. Exactly. And yeah. it will keep evolving. And you'll be amazed that, again, Solo, shout out to you for doing so. <laughs> Sitting down and the idea of talking, even trying to do a live on Instagram or something for me is like. <clears throat> yeah. But it's important to know where, like, our edges are. Like, yeah. that's a, those are all opportunities for growth. Like, yes. like, I know, like, whenever, like, public speaking things come up, uh-huh. it's like, I'm not seeking them out. But yeah, whenever yeah. one comes around, it's like, yep. Oh, yeah. Every single time. Guess. Like, I got I got hit up to do, like, like a like a public speaking meditation thing, like, at a school. Okay. For, like, kids and stuff. Yeah. Just, like, like, I don't have anything planned for a bunch of kids. but. Right. I will get something planned for a bunch of kids because it's an experience that will help me grow. And it's like another person reached out about doing like a co-lead like meditation yoga retreat. Uh, and it's like, yes, absolutely. That's exactly what I've mapped out yes. for myself. And, and the fact that it, like once you're brave enough to put your stuff, your stuff out there, yeah. it's like other people that are willing to help like will come up and show up. It's like, yo, like this person, uh, her name is, she goes by Sunny Love, but it's like, she already reached out to like the hotel that we're going to be doing it at. And we're like exchanging emails and we yes. went to check out the property and it's just like, Oh, like we're really, we're really doing this thing. Yes. And, and it's, and it's a, it's a commitment. It's like, we, we got to come up with uh, half of the deposit for it and, and make the thing work. But that's the yeah. investment that yeah. is necessary to take the next step. Cause it's like, yeah, I do virtual meditations. That's right. cool. But it's like, we got to get back in person. It's like, like if my idea of this whole thing is like to be in like Australia or Thailand and hosting a like a re- retreat on like the beach in Mexico, yes. it's like you got to start small. You can't think about the beach in Mexico retreat and think it's going to be a linear just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to get right there. It's like, <laughs> right. all right, well, first I do my meditations in my living room and I stay honest to the practice and then. Like the community starts building on like Instagram and then like maybe I'll, I'll do some stuff at the park. I'll yes. be like, hey, does anybody want to meet at the park on Sunday morning? Yes. We're going to be doing a meditation like five people show up. Great. And it's like little baby steps. And then it the the leap to get to like that big expression is not that big of a leap once you do all of like the, the road work to get there. Because it's I compare it to anything else, the fundamentals. Once you have the fundamentals down, they're there. It's just application after you can add a little twist on it. That's that. that, But the fundamentals are going to remain the fundamentals. Um, I remember learning um, years ago or hearing that, you know, something once you can teach it or if you know it, then you should be able to explain it. Yeah, that's and that's a measure in my head where there's things that I know. And I couldn't explain it to you how to get through it. So I know it in a way that makes sense to me but I don't necessarily know it in a depth that I can articulate it outwardly. And that's when it really connects space where you're at. And you're talking about kind of going through these stages, that beachfront in a nice tropical setting is not much different than the Y WCA or YMCA, mm-hmm. right? The setting is different, but what yeah. you are bringing to them, same thing. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's having that and, 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 I think the people who we see at that level, that's where we kind of talked about earlier. When you get to a certain level and you're not looking from afar and you're next to people, you realize like, Oh, you're not that far. Like we're at 
almost the same place. Yeah. You just took the leaps before me, believed in yourself possibly in a different way before I got to that point yeah. and took those chances, took those steps forward. Yeah. And that's where I think, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely the reminder of kind of the ledge and where you stand on that. And if you're willing to kind of lean forward and see what, uh, what's going to happen. Yeah. The more, like the more risk you take, the more luck comes into your face. Look. It's like, you just got to keep on shooting your shot. And then it's like, life is lived by like the bold. Yeah. If you shoot like a million half court shots, like some of those things are going in full court shots. They're going in like, yes. it may, it may take a while, but it's like, they're going in. Yes. That is a bar. And it's, it's, it's funny. I had a friend who had not heard of, uh, the you miss 100% of the shots you don't take it was like a new phrase and it's really? like, I've been hearing that since childhood but yeah. regardless of when it hits it's it's a truth bomb mm-hmm. shoot the shot yeah I mean the, the the worst is no which is the same thing you would have got with not going for it right yeah <laughs> most definitely most definitely what are some of the things I know like this can go in many many directions yeah. but uh, could you share some of the things that you're uh, kind of spearheading IX brand and, right. and such. So um, we'll jump. We'll start with the creative venture that I have, which is uh, the nine brand, and it's IX like Roman numeral nine. <laughs> oh, I right? said it. I said it wrong. Oh no, no, no! Because <laughs> a lot of people look. I've actually that was that was that jumping into something and then having to backpedal because I realized when I jumped out, I know it's the Roman numeral nine, but that's not being communicated the proper way to the people, which is why I backed up and went on the campaigns of the do it to the nines. Mm-hmm. So then people can tie in. Got it. Got it. Right. That's, so, that's <laughs> so that's, that's where we're doing the run back on it. Um, but yeah, so that's a brand and, or my brand specifically apparel. Um, and I usually get the question of what's the nine brand? What does it mean? It starts with the number nine it happens to be the best month to be born in start with that uh with that uh you can have it (laughs) um as a kid i remember hearing the phrase do it to the nines and having a base understanding um you know it's dressing well and so on as a kid i remember telling my teacher that nine is the highest number i'm like no every other number is made (laughs) it consists of a zero through nine so nine is technically the highest number it's just ah yeah yeah so i've always had this thing about nine being being the top yeah and coming into the brand and why i specifically chose the roman numeral nine and if you see the logo the roman numeral nine is turning this side where it's like an underlined x mm-hmm. and people look at that what is that well the idea behind the brand is that we're all our own brand individually we're all our own brand the variable is you and I. When we think of a variable, it's usually solved for X. So there's usually a line with this way. What is X? X is you and I, and that's what that represents. And so with that, a lot of the the branding behind it and collections are based around like definitive statements. So I use a lot of periods after whatever the F being quiet or fuck being quiet. You know, that's a statement, period. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to, right? What, what's something that you want to speak up about? Something that needs to be heard. What do you feel about that? Do it to the nines. Do a little bit more, right? It, 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 there's a lot of people who are doing enough to get by. A little bit more effort will push you way further. And that's kind of the, the, the reminder. Uh, you are the brand. Represent it. 
right? That's, that's kind of the slogan that I use with it because again, we're all our own brand, whatever that is, just do it. You're representing yourself. You representing yourself is representing your brand. And as you continue to live life, become more socially conscious, your awareness grows. So does your brand. Mm -hmm. So it's up to you to make or break that. So been working with that for the last couple of years, of course, pandemic hit. And it was like, oh, I got time to actually put some energy behind this in the way that I wanted to. So I've been, you know, doing a lot, pop, doing pop-ups for the time that we were outside before it started getting weird again. Uh, and then there's a collaboration that we've got going right now. So another one of my uh, many hats I wear as the uh, talk content coordinator for the Numbers FM, 96.7 FM, for anyone not familiar here in Portland. Um, and so we've been trying to build out. It's been a, mainly a radio station that's playing community playlists. So anyone can submit a playlist. We get it in rotation. Wanting to build up um, this station as a place that people can come to and be able to get information from the black community. It's, it's our voice uh, and our experience being amplified. Wanting to get more talk content. So I'm in charge of that. So kind of building that up, which there's a conversation that we got to have again because Hey, ambush! You left me all red. We've talked. Okay, we talked about this. I'm like played, seven I played. Oh, okay, because I was about to he say, didn't leave what? me all red. No, no, I was over at I was over at the studio and I was on a uh, on Passport Radio okay. with uh, Marceau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we spoke about having opening presence mm -hmm. uh, on it, but yeah, we just didn't follow up. I still have you. You are slated. If I was to pull up the production calendar. You are slated in a spot that I've left in there for you for <laughs> Wellness Wednesdays. We've got programming that is centered around. Hey, let's go. Yes. Let's go. So, Monday morning. Look, look. <laughs> so we're going to get it. We're going to get it together. Um, so with that, though, um, with the Numbers FM, last year, uh, actually it was two years ago now, the um, Hank, Hank Willis Thomas exhibit was at the Portland Art Museum. We came there to do a live kind of mix we were playing music we were doing interviews with people as they had walked through the exhibit and kind of just getting there on the spot uh, reactions and responses to it crazy dope turnout it was during um what is it the art uh fir first thursdays mm -hmm. yeah it was first mm -hmm. thursdays that they were doing so it was during one of the first thursdays was helping to do some of the interviews ambush spinning it was just a dope experience right first Thing like that set up uh, in terms of having DJs rap music inside of the Portland Art Museum, not a art museum, the Portland Art Museum, right? Um, fast forward to Sneaker Week 2020, we get approached about doing a week-long stay there and doing interviews with different artists that had been doing some of the murals around town that were uh, put up in some of the places that protests and stuff were happening. That week stay turned into a couple more weeks, which turned into you guys can just be here, set up shop here. And for the listeners, like, <laughs> understand that that's huge. That has morphed into us now having a exhibit set up, the, uh, uh, the Oxmute Gallery uh, upstairs. So we have featured... At this point, we're on our second. We had uh, Sarah, uh, Ra Ra, and, and now we've got Jason Hill in there. And we will have one other artist. We'll be there through June. And in addition to being able to get some people of the culture in here inside of the art museum, we've also got the bodega. 
Bodega. The burr, Bodega. Burr. Yes, Lord. Shout out to Robbo. Yes, shout out to Robbo. Um, which is just what it sounds like. We got DJ Ambush, who is our station manager. He uh, from the East Coast, from Philly specifically. Um, him and a few of the, it seems like a lot of the creators coming in there be East Coast people. Uh, so they, they conspire to be able to put together a bodega. So to give that, that experience when you come in. Yeah, we just need to get a chopped cheese station. Look. Like in the corner, <laughs> and then it's set. The, the crazy thing is come back down. I know you said you came for the, the opening. Come back down about, we'll say towards the end of January when our wallpaper and all that comes whole different experience about to be up in that thing i'll be there but it's featuring different creatives uh from around portland who've got you know from apparel um um we've got candles we've got woodworking we've got jewelry from all locals inside here giving them the opportunity to be seen by a crowd that they may not lean towards in general sure and you know one of the dope things about that is sitting up in that fourth floor sometimes I'll just post up and I watch people come up and there's like this look of confusion for a moment. People think that they're, so, they're going to see stolen artifacts. Like, they're just like, wait, <laughs> this isn't pillaged people. No, <laughs> no. And it's a moment. And, and, and especially when we've got a DJ up there spinning. So it's like, like I've legit had people walk off, seen people walk up the elevator and look back to like, where, where am I? Mm-hmm. Now they see the Oxmew gallery, you know, uh, a splash image up on the wall. And then it's like, oh, this is a, still a part of this. Mm-hmm. And so to get them, you know, walking through and being able to capture some of the people that we connect with um, via the numbers that we've worked with or just they've got a presence and being able to give that opportunity to be in the museum is like huge. Yeah, I'm trying to get up in there too. I spoke with D, and I was yeah. like, "Yo, let's roll." Look, let's roll. Look, it's it's all of this stuff. What this has done is is it's it's humbling in a lot of ways of just like um, having moments of realizing that we didn't shuck and jive it, Mm-mm. <laughs> and we are us there. <laughs> it's it's you you come up to that fourth floor you are going to get an experience and that's what the whole thing was about creating this experience that you know is undeniably of the culture <laughs> no stolen artifacts yeah. this is all created for this experience and that's been crazy wild being a part of that whole process oh yeah so if you haven't been yet, Portland Art Museum, yes, fourth floor, check out yes. the bodega. Yes, great art. Like I, I picked up a bag. I got a shirt. Yes. like shit that I really fuck with. So like, go, go check that shit out. Speaking of, you have a, you bring forgot. a gift. I did. I did. Oh, you brought me a I gift. Did bring oh a little my god, something. this is the first gift I've ever gotten. You know, I had to live bring a little and direct. Now. I figure, you know. I, oh my gosh. Yes, with the same nine brand when, shirt. When, Hell when, yeah! When you mentioned the earth tones, I was like, Hell "Oh yeah. yes, thank you so much." Yes, you got it. You got it. I think I'm going XL though. XL? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, like, I was trying it, to eyeball see, that. It, was it, would just, it would just sit around. I was like trying an, nope. an L. I'll take I it. Let you know. <laughs> Look, I was trying to eyeball it, and I always I, I was like, because I'm an XL, I run XL, yeah. so I try to gauge it off of. Well, and it's like projecting into the future because I'm going to be yoked in a couple months. You got it. Oh yeah. Oh, you got candles. Oh yeah. Oh, get the candles. That was the outdoor outdoor oh, collection. Lit. Yes. It is lit. Yes. Hell yeah. So yeah, we'll get that started up. But yeah, I wanted to make sure. Thank you so much. You I appreciate that. I love gifts. Gifts are the sh- gifts are the shit. <laughs> yeah. So anybody listening, you can give me gifts, and yes. I'm an XL. Hey. <laughs> 
But uh, in the spirit of like knowing that you have a podcast, shout out to Morgan. A lot of the things that go on in your podcast is kind of observing like the landscapes that we are all participating in. And it's like there's so much news going on. What are what's maybe one or a couple of things that has been kind of like in your mind and just kind of like working around? Hmm. I put and this is going to deviate a little bit from the question, but it'll tie in. So being the Unrefined Sophisticates podcast is myself, Morgan Jones. There was a third person up until 2019, and that person just stepped down from it, um, scheduling all that. And the amount of self reflection, self-discovery that's happened through this cast because of my co-host being a woman navigating this world, a black woman navigating this world. And because we have conversations and our ability to be transparent, at least my ability to, I'm okay with not knowing something and asking what would be considered, and not even a dumb question, but just like, oh, you don't know that? This is the platform. Um, a couple years back when things started coming out in terms of like the Me Too movement, and a lot of the conversations, because there is an element of the content that we do, is based on what's the news, what's pop culture, what's being talked about, and us taking some of this. And there was a lot that I had to sit with, uncomfortable moments of asking a question or there being a topic that we get into and Morg breaking something down and it's not registering for me. So I'm like, no, that how, how, what does that mean? How am I a part of, I've never done X, Y, Z. Oh, that, now I see. So there was a lot of moments of having to deal with that in many moments, but that also has made me hyper aware of the things that I was just blind to because I never had to pay attention. So as we like take that and then move into the now, a lot of these conversations, I know more political analysts, um, aspiring many things um there's a lot of conversation and things that i wouldn't pay attention to i don't watch the news right i consume news in a different way different platform but not turning on whatever yeah. i'm not hopping on twitter and going down what's the latest she does so there's a thing that she brings to the table that makes me have to think because there's a lot of stuff that i'm not taking in so and and if you're not um I guess if you're not hearing about things, you don't, it, it's not happening. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a, there's a, a, a bit of having to sit with some uncomfortable truths just about humans. <laughs> and then you, as a man being on the pod with a woman, black woman at that expressing the experiences and then hearing this corroborated through and through and realizing like, Oh, this is like normal. So trash humans are fairly normal. That's been a lot to have to like grapple with mm -hmm. being a man. I'm also a male advocate. I say that all the time. Like I got many female friends. You want to talk to me about your boyfriend? Understand I'm going to stand up for him the best that I can. Just is what it is and has been. I've learned in these recent years, like whew, the stances I might've had on things. Um, we're pretty trash mm. like very and so as we go into a lot of these newer conversations um it's given me a lot of perspective so 
into things in which I struggle with or I'm still grasping and like that hooks is just the the change in general the discomfort that a lot of people are feeling as far as it's like it's an attack on manhood it's an attack no the shift is happening any any shift that's been there of a power dynamic as that power dynamic starts to break down it's going to be uncomfortable because your identity is attached to Mm. this dynamic and so that's i think the thing that i constantly grapple with i have to check myself of something that i feel like is that really oh wait that's a lot of people's experience and i've been on the side that's the side that is um i guess in the power at the higher higher dynamic in the power structure that's where i've existed so yes it's been minimal to me minuscule <laughs> to me as opposed to so i think that's a thing that we're constantly going back to and i'm constantly having to like be quiet and listen mm. that's yeah that's dope thank you for sharing that and i like i am a part of these conversations but not i don't have like a brilliant person like morgan to school me on things that i'm unaware of because like i've <clears throat> just based off of like i don't watch the news a lot either because it just knows what it does with me and it's just like i just know bullshit when i see it <laughs> yes. and i'm just like i just don't want to participate but like a lot of like the the narratives that are going on and it's like being conscious of like systemic like abuse yes like male privilege and, yes. and all of those things and stepping into a uh, a more equal society or at least like mm-hmm. it's going it like we has to be yeah. and um yeah, it's it's a it's a really complex place to to be. Obviously, it's like I'm I'm anti assholes and, right. and fucking like abusers and all that kind of stuff. There's like this, but I do feel, and maybe like this is me working it out in mm-hmm. real time. But there is also I feel like uh, an attack on masculinity, even like healthy yeah. masculinity. Yeah, it's just like yo like if we don't have like because like a woman that's that's like single looking for a man is like why aren't there any like like strong men out there and like because they're all like sitting there trying not to make you mad so so (laughs) this is a great this is great yes i'm right here and this is the beauty as you said of having a dynamic mind because we luckily this is like a sister So I don't care about her being mad at me for a moment. Mm. So as I'm asking my questions and I'm frustrating her because I'm doing this from, I need this one-on-one level. So I'm, and there's been moments of like, you could feel the tension there, but I know that we're friends in a deeper way so we can come back from whatever that is as I'm exploring this to make it make sense to me, right? Everybody isn't afforded that. Most people are shut down if you're talking to a stranger or somebody you're not really familiar with and you get to ask them, well, what about, and they're like, ah, F it and just walk away. And which I've told her many times, like you can be frustrated right now, but I still need to know. <laughs> right. But then also there be in this space where you just pointed out of that. It's almost like an overcorrection. Now this has been who I've been. There are certain elements of me that have been who I've been since forever. Drunk chicks from a kid, like kid, teenager, when alcohol was involved in the parties and anything, that's never been a thing. Like I just, something about somebody drunk, I'm not even, I don't care how great the night's been going. As soon as I can tell, oh, nope. Or dudes that try to play cleanup crew. 
with, oh, you're over here trying to talk to the drunk chick. Bro, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, that's been a thing that was before this was popular or cool, right? So certain standards are things that I stood on. But I'm sure there's um, <clears throat> there's this element of what we've seen in the past few years in the mind. It's like, I don't, because how simple a me misjudging how I'm coming at somebody or trying to shoot a shot can be, make somebody uncomfortable or could do this. And then this is said, and what that can do to a name I am. And I've said this on all my platforms. I damn near need you to be out there with the, 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 the joints, the glow sticks that they the got, the planes, like yeah. come make it known. Do, yes. Type of thing. I need that from you before I'm jumping off of any kind of deep end. Yeah. Because of that, a piece of that fear and, and people put the, well, if you're not doing, I hear you, but you can also not be trash, but also want to make sure that you're not going to get trash in a situation, Yeah, which is a hell of a tight rope to walk. But then add to that, there's conflicting information. You have people that are like, Oh no, that's not in why is it people you have a group, you know, some women that are like, no, I want X, Y, Z. I expect a man to be this type of way. And then you have another side saying, so it's where, what space, which, because if I try it this way with the woman who doesn't agree with that way, then it's seen as, yeah. but then if I'm overcorrecting and do it, then she's looking at it like, oh, you're not pursuing, you're not doing. Yeah. The, and again, I'm not, I'm not, woe is me as a man. I'm not no, <laughs> giving no, that but off. It's like but, when you, but when you have conflicting like information, yes. then it's hard to fucking make a decision. It's like, like I, I did, uh, like a podcast with my friend he brought up this term like the victim olympics and it's just like some people like see the little spilled like like aisle and then yeah. there's like the real person that like slipped on it and then like got the settlement yeah and there's the other person that heard about the settlement ran over there and slipped there too and is yeah. like ah my leg yes. <laughs> and it's like no like you can't like you can't backtrack backtrack your way into like a situation to center yourself as like a victim and yeah like please don't like like take me for the wrong way it's like there's i think it's just acknowledging all the sides to it where it's like like oh like we got the ball now all right let's run it all the way and like it's just like wait i thought this was a discussion you can't play no give backs you can't play no give backs like (laughs) like there there are good people like good men that want to have like the discussion as well and i i feel like a lot of us are shut out of the understanding and then there's uh a lot of angry people <laughs> yeah, that and this is this is where again luckily having the experience of having the co-host who i can workshop some of these things through like we talk about speaking in rough edit we use that on the on the cast sometimes and let it be known before jumping in i may not have all the words right now that i'm looking for um but i'm trying to work my way through this thought mm-hmm. this idea which is kind of like give me the grace right now that's yeah. <laughs> that's more so what that's asking and we're able to kind of explore some of this and because i can trust in my co-host to say i don't know or yeah that's that's fucked up <laughs> you know i that that allows me to be able to approach this like little bro asking big sis for some 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 clarity on some things yeah 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 i think that's like the grace element is something that it's like a scarce finite resource. Yeah. Like we're not giving it to each other yeah. as yeah. a society. Cause it's like when we really like, like really look at things, if we all gave each other some grace, we realize that we all have like the same opinion about literally everything. 
it just like it's just the give and take. It's yeah. like, are you willing to do two steps forward and then two steps back with your dance partner? Right. Or are you just gonna go forward and run them off of the dance floor? It's like there's no yeah, there's no collaboration with it and it's just like when I'm looking out into society and I just see like all the division and all the the tools that are being used to weaponize and create more division. I'm just like, yo, like, don't y'all see this? Like we're all being used right now with like the same tactics over and over again. And it's like the issue that you think is the issue is not the issue. issue. It's not even close (laughs) to the issue. It's like, it's way over there, but they just created like a little scuffle and everyone's like, fight. And a lot of times if you got past that initial, if that was thrown to the wayside, you would understand how much you agree on in general. Mm-hmm. We are way more similar than we are not in so many ways, right? Yeah. I remember, um, so Robert Greene, one of my favorite authors in terms of just... 48 <laughs> Laws of Power? Yes, yes. Yeah, and so, that. like, his Laws of Human Nature, which is the size of an encyclopedia, but you get thumbing through there and just at the primal root level of how people work, there are enough intelligent people that understand that and use that to put people against each other. Mm-hmm. Again, when you build a rapport, right? Um, when you're trying to build a rapport, you usually are trying to find what are the things you're agreeable on? What are the things that we can have a conversation? You don't come into, if I'm trying to not even necessarily persuade, but I'm, uh, I know there's a rough topic that we are opposed on. If I start with that and there's no rapport, then we're just going to we're button heads from the jump. When you sit and have dialogue with people about regular things, their their some of their worldviews or even the thing that you're opposed to. When you get to the root of it, of why. It makes sense a lot of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of times that you can be like, Meh. I, I actually get it. But. What that says is ter- rather it's a, a, a word, a, 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 an affiliation, a party that you're a part of. Because you're a part of that, the other side has to be wrong at everything. Mm-hmm. Because that's the way that we make it work for ourselves to be able to be so like viciously <laughs> opposed. Mm-hmm. And again, there's a lot of smart people behind the scenes that understand this dynamic. Yeah, They know the things that can be put out into the world that are just going to help blow things up like not just blow things up make people pay attention to this like trivial fact while all these things are happening to the left yeah i bring up being that i I, as i'm a communications manager in my day job and i do this for a nonprofit, and we deal with policy right prison reform public safety is like the space we know measure 11 have you heard of measure 11 no no so measure 11 was mandatory minimum sentencing oh, here. Okay. okay. Yes. Portland specific? Yeah. Oregon specific. Okay, got it. Right? Measure 11. We hear about that all the time. I've been hearing about that since the week that I arrived in Oregon. What I never heard of until working with my organization is measure 10. So typically in general, you have a bill that becomes law. If you want to change that, you need the majority vote. 51%. <laughs> well, all the uproar was about measure 10 or measure 11 measure 10 wasn't paid attention to measure 10 was written in that you need a super majority in order to overturn measure 11. Ooh. We are not in a state 
<laughs> we're not in a state. Portland is air quote progressive. Oregon, nah. So, how is that going to happen? Everyone was paying attention to Measure 11. Wow. Not the thing that made sure that this stayed. And so that just goes back to how these things get thrown out there. Very smart people understand we can keep your attention here and we can do a lot of these things because you're bickering about stuff that overall doesn't matter. Those are the things that do not actually matter. And so it's just if I used to have a, a radio show before uh, working at the numbers called Calculated Conversation. And me and uh, David Jefferson, shout out to the homie, every week, Tuesdays, live on air, um, have conversations about the conversations that we don't have, along with reframing specifically about people who grew up um, in the culture and the way that we were taught success and what it is to be a man and how a lot of that was false. And getting into the space of conversation and how if we were able to connect and have better conversation, we have better relationships. If we're able to sit with ourselves and look at us, sometimes as being part of the problem, being able to listen to other people and understand that perspective is everything. And although like we talk empathy and that, that word is thrown out there a lot, but to actually be able to step out and be like, oh, no, even though I haven't had that experience myself, I can see why you feel the way you feel and be able to connect with that. Mm -hmm. And it's not sympathy. Like I feel like people mix a lot of that up sometimes, but being able to have that allows you to view the world sometimes outside of yourself. We're all selfish, right? We are all selfish. If somebody held out a picture right now of that, you knew you were in and there's 50 people in there, you're searching for your face first. Yes. <laughs> we're all selfish, right? The idea of being altruistic, I'm sure there are the peoples, but there's typically something that we get out of it. Even if it's just a good feeling, mm -hmm. there's something that we get out of it. So understanding that trying to connect and have the conversations, that's something that you have to train yourself for because there's a lot of frustration that comes. There's a lot of miscommunication. I'm bringing in everything that I have, even us having dialogue. I'm sure if we sat and talked every day about all the things we care about, we're going to find a point that there's something that we're just not hitting the same way on. <laughs> sure, right. Sure. But the idea is that when we hit that point, okay, let me ask the questions to try to understand your side of it better, as opposed to telling you why you're wrong. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think letting go of like the need of having to be right Oof. is like the biggest, Oof. the biggest like learning thing. Because I've like over this last like year or so, like I really found that like the need to speak up about the things that I believe in in a more like public manner. Um, just for the sake of parody for the conversation. It's just like, yo, it's like if I'm only hearing one side of things and I know that there's a whole other side of things, it's like, and I resonate with some of those things, it's like, yo, I have a duty to kind of just inject a little bit of, like a little bit of democracy within yeah. this because it's just like loaded in on one side. I'm like, yes. yo, if everybody's leaning towards one side, it's like, it's not natural for, for everybody to be agreeing on one thing. Like what? So... I think going going into these conversations and initiating conversations like risking friendships and shit for the sake of it because it's like yo this is this important to me that I'm as a friend like I'm going to bring this up and we're going to have a conversation 
but the fact that I'm willing to to risk our friendship over this thing means how much it means to me. And it's not me trying to pr- prove that I'm right or anything, right. but it's just like, yo, if, like I'm not going to just sit here silent while you're saying certain things and expecting me to just go along with right. just because like a lot of other people agree with <laughs> you. It's like, it's like you have your quote unquote experiences and sources and things. And yeah. it's like, I have my own as well. Right. And it's like in, in that like open dialogue, when I, like I've provided like examples. I'm like, yo, I had this like, and I won't even like go into what the thing was, but it's yeah. like, I was like, all right, like y'all could probably guess, but, <laughs> but I said, okay, like I would like, like, can you agree with me? Or like, are you down to you send me five examples or things that support your argument? Oof. And I'll give you five examples and things that support my argument. And we can exchange those <laughs> and we can, we can talk, and that whole thing just didn't even pay attention to it. Like, and I was, and I, and I was like, not even in a condescending cause I've been condescending in the past. Mm-hmm. I've been that petty. Right. Oh, I got to be right and prove that I'm smarter than everybody person. It's like, yes. no, I'm in like the, like, let's just like experience this thing. Yes. Cause it's like, it's, it's anxiety to bring up something that can ruin a friendship. It's easier to just be like, Oh, I'm just going to go along with what you right. say because we watch UFC fights at your house, and <laughs> <laughs> but but it's like it's a, it's a real opportunity for growth on yes. both sides, and I and I see the overarching benefit of of creating that space and and still being friends afterwards. You can still be friends, like you can still you don't have to agree on everything, and you can still be friends. And like, what an opportunity that is. That that's an important like that should be a sound clip. <laughs> pulled out from here of that understanding that there may be things that I have an understanding of and you have an understanding of and those differ. Can we talk about this without this uh, like going all the way left? And sometimes it's actually I feel like that actually is necessary. There's moments where this may have to go not like into the point of like we're name calling and doing yeah. like weird shit, but <laughs> in the space of, Oh no, we're actually, no, I need, we need to stand on what we're saying. This is something that I talk about often. It's like being in this gray area. I don't believe like I'm necessarily an agreeable person. Just make it make sense. Make what you're saying. Make sense. If you can make it make sense. Oh shit. Okay. Got it. Like that makes sense to me. I may not still be <laughs> all the way there, but that makes sense. And that's something that I've operated the way that I've operated for a very long time. Gray, because there's things I've had hard stances on and felt like an idiot six months later. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I've learned that so many times of these things I thought I stood on. I stood on them with limited information. And it's okay to change yeah, your mind, I right? Think it, like, I think that's, it's the greatest thing in the world to be able to change your mind. Yes, it's 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 there was a very long time that me feeling like a hypocrite. I remember there was a point where I was like, I would never not have a three or four X large tall tee on. <laughs> but I feel uh, I wear XL everything at this point. It's not like I'm in here fashion model size, but I keep it where it's fitted to my body. There was a I am on wax saying that. At that point, it made a lot of sense to me. I look back asterisk side note 2000 through 2010 fashion 
was horrible. (laughs) The worst. I hope that never cycles back ever again. I don't know what was happening. It was rough. That was a very rough period of fashion. Um, (laughs) But it's just, there are things that I try to approach with, this is great. Make it make sense. And even something that I feel strongly about, there's still that piece that I leave open to, there might be more that I can understand. Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't change my mind, I at least have more for a conversation. So when I'm talking to someone that has a different opinion, I can also add this in as to why I can understand where they may be coming from, even if I don't agree. Yeah, I think looking for reasons to kind of pick your own stances apart like that's it's a really good like a healthy exercise instead of going all the way in because it's like I've listened to people that like go gung ho on like my stance on things yeah. and then I'm like you sound a little sketch like you need like you you're a little like I don't I don't believe everything <laughs> that you're saying you're going like way too hard and yeah. and kind of just easing off I'm like all right cool like that's kind of like the edge for me when I was at PSU one of the things that I did. Um, in quite a few classes was I wrote my papers against what my actual belief was. Mm. So I had to research the other sides (laughs) in order to create a compelling argument. Things that I was like, this is nuts, but it, it allowed me to understand something in a deep way about actually having to research to write this 12 page paper. Yeah. You've kind of got to go in and to make it sound believable. Like this is what you (laughs) actually stand on. That opened my eyes up to a lot of things. Yeah. A lot. That's, I think we just solved all the world's issues <laughs> right there. It's just like, get out of like that dug in position that we all like find ourselves in. It's, it's easy to get there too, because it feels comfortable and you feel like you have community, like being dug in and, and so hardline about something. But outside think- of uh, people who like crazy crispy bacon, that's something I won't budge nah, on. Like nah. if you pick it up and it just stands straight. Yeah. And it gets real small too. When you, when you cook yes. it too long, you get, like, it's, it's like half the size. It's like half the size. I'm like, bro. That is a, cook, a like bacon, bacon bit bar. Oh, that is a bacon bit bar. When else is cooking it though. <laughs> like when you're just standing there and you're just like, yo. It's like, already went past the point. Like, oh, oh my God. You want to check yeah. that? You wanna- yeah. It's like, hey, like I will pick it up with my bare <laughs> hands. I don't need a fucking fork. Look, I'll I'll pick it up when I'm ready. Yes. (laughs) That's the only thing I probably have a very definitive stance on. You can check my social media history to see I've been (laughs) riding that for a while now. Yes. Was there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? I just would tell people to continue listening to this podcast specifically um, and do something great, which is let it run up overnight. Put it on repeat so his numbers can go up. You're not listening. You're asleep. That's a great idea. Yeah. Get Yo, these numbers up. Get visibility. That's what, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, how do you get fucking like visibility? Because I'm just like, yo, numbers. Like, we're just we just have a great podcast over here. Numbers and, and interactions. Run it, run it overnight. Run it overnight on loop. Get the numbers wow. up. The algorithms will see that things are happening and people are paying attention. Got it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. See free game yes. from that's Ken that. Jones. That's where, that. where can people find you on the interwebs? So you guys can find me on Al Gore's internet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at I technically can, and that's can K A N. You can find the unrefined sophisticates, my podcast with my lovely co-host Morgan Jones on the Instagrams at unrefined sophisticates. No tricky speech. Um, you can also check out the merch we talked about earlier at the nine brand. That's the I X B R A N D dot C O. Don't let your auto correct 
happen and make that .com because it won't take you to the site, .co. Thank you, Ken. And thank you all for listening to Opening Presence. Hey. podcast about creative self-realization. My name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining me. In today's episode, I sit down with Can Jones. He's the creator of The Nine Brand and co-host of the Unrefined Sophisticates podcast. In this conversation, we discuss how to be resourceful, being a creative with multiple interests, developing a passion for learning, and doing the damn thing, even if you're scared. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to share it with a friend. Now, without further ado, welcome to Opening Presence. Welcome to Opening Presence. Yes. <laughs> My yeah. name is Aaron Robinson. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I am joined by one of the unrefined sophisticates, hey. Mr. Can Jones. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing well. You got your cup? You ready to go? Oh, yeah. I showed up. Ready to fight. You got your fall, the, the, <laughs> the nice fall plaid on? Like, that's the, that's the plaid that I, like, really fuck with. Like, yeah. I don't like the whole, like, long john, silver, like, <laughs> wilderness, like, tight cropped yeah tight i don't like the tight crop plaid. yes yes that's in that that's that reminds me of pajamas a lot mm-hmm. that's that's the vibe that that gives me it's like you're, mm-hmm. you're warm warm next to a fireplace not really out in these woods yeah <laughs> no, that that's looking sharp thank you thank you so before we dove into this podcast you know how like when you like have a conversation before a podcast you're like oh shit we should have just recorded that mm-hmm Cool. So we're going to dive into that because yes. we're talking about you. You actually just said a term that I hadn't heard before. Yeah. Multi-potential. Yes. And as multi-creatives, we have the options and actually the privilege to be able to express ourselves in like a multitude of ways. And a lot of times it's difficult to choose one because some of them, some of them get more, I guess, like praise from yes. others and some of them we connect to on a soul level mm-hmm. and there's a lot of these varying factors, but I guess kind of just creating like a, a canvas for you to kind of dive into, like explain like your outlook on being a multi-creative. Okay. So <clears throat> one of the things since as far back as I can remember is just having interest in a ton of things and then trying them out just to see if I can do them, doing them and doing them well. A lot of people I know are focused on a thing, like it's a hyper focus on an area. I would be bored (laughs) if I just did one. There's, as I've gotten older, I've tried to figure out how, where does all this stuff converge? Like, where does it come together? I've tried my hand at so many things and done a decent job. And kind of, as we were talking off air of like, 
there's different periods where people may know me as, oh, Ken, dude that does videos, dude that does the podcast, dude that works at the station. There's so many elements to me, but all these things make up who I am, right? I could probably go any of those ways, but it's it's a the struggle sometimes of how is that the life for me? Focusing on a single thing, it just to me seems like I would I would feel bored regularly. And there's people who have a the ability to kind of hyper focus and just zone in on one area and continue to build up in that space, and it's a very narrow focus. There seems to be in moments from the outside observing that like, oh, that's dope. I wish. And then I snap back to reality like actually I don't because there's something to being able to be curious about a thing and explore it and be able to take the information and retain that, apply it and feel good about, you know, the efforts. Of course, that's not everything. I feel like I've I've I was trash at uh, football. <laughs> Me too. I played. I played one season. I, yeah. I played one season, and then I quit. I was like, Nah. Yeah, nah, I realized. Yeah, I'm not that tough. Wasn't my bag. And, uh, and, and back when I tried out, as now I'm a pretty big guy. Uh, back then, I think I was like a buck sixty and like six four, so that mm, wasn't good. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, with with like doing one thing though, it's like society like praises you for doing one thing. And there's something to be said not to like just crap on yeah, no. people that are hyper focused on one thing, like like perfecting a craft or a skill is a very, very big deal. Yes. Like that's, that's a giant thing that, that not a lot of people actually do like to become, to differentiate yourself from the rest of the pack, from the rest of the designers or the rest of the dancers or the artists or, or even like the, the, the rest of the financial analysts and all that kind of stuff. Right. There's, there's, there's a piece to it. Um, for those people who, you know, take that time, I think when, when we're exploring these different areas, we learn this in like a, a crash study type of way. And there's a lot of the nuance that we maybe don't get all the way into, but we make it work enough to make it work. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to like the idea of once it's produced, whatever it is that we're producing or creating as an onlooker, you see something that looks well put together. We've, we've handed you the Tesla. You didn't see that behind the scenes, what we were working with were not state-of-the-art tools or <laughs> any of the things. We just, because of our ability, I think, to think in different tracks, we're able to pull from all these different skill sets that we've done along the way or the, the, the paths that we've ventured down along the way and pull those together to make those work in these different avenues. So we're able to do it, um, and I don't want to say in a lazy way, it's a resourceful way. Mm-hmm. I like how you switch that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not, there's work and there's headache. And, and sometimes with the people who actually know, I think about when I was teaching myself uh, programming and trying to learn Python, had this whole idea of getting to a point of being able to teach data analytics and doing it um, remotely before the world like got shut down and <laughs> turned into remote classes being a regular thing. But I remember specifically there was an issue that I was having and I spent two days and by two days, I mean, probably 10 hours or so focusing on a line of script. I had done all of the Googling that you can do, jumping into forums, trying to figure this thing out. Just so happened there was a meetup group, a Python meetup group that was kind of just focused on helping people go in there and ask my question. And within five minutes, it was solved. Mm -hmm. And it was a moment like that, that was like, 
yeah, ask questions some more. Sometimes like it is, this is where the expert kind of comes in. And so there's frustrations in that where it's like, if I wasn't, if I probably would have been doing this, but I guess that's actually just part of the learning process. So I guess that's not even a great example now that I'm thinking about that a bit more, but there are things that we may do that we may do in five steps. Let's say that it takes us five steps, five touch points to make a thing happen to whereas the expert is able to do it in two. Yeah. Yeah. That's the category of resourcefulness that I fall into as yeah. well. And I think having that general sense of curiosity and trying so many things like it's a gift and a curse because it's like, I think the willingness and the curiosity to try many things, you can discern whether or not you like something or not. I feel like a lot of people, I feel like most people like find like the first or second thing and then they just stop looking. Mm. And then that's how you're 30 years down the road in a career that you can't stand. And it's just like, I hate accounting, but it's like your dad was an accountant and your mom like worked at a bank and it just was the only thing expected. And you, that seed of curiosity wasn't encouraged. You just yes. had that assumption that this is what I should do. But then on the other side, it's like, okay, like you're on your 12th job and you haven't <laughs> landed on anything and you kind of, you kind of paint on the side and you haven't really committed yourself to something. So it is a, it is a double-edged sword, but like finding those things that, really like resonate with your soul like that's the t that's a very tough place because you need to have like that freedom and yeah. like liberate yourself from the expectations of society and the people around you and it's a like I've had that that moment where it's like I felt disconnected like after like experiencing losses mm -hmm. from my my family passing away and stuff like that it kind of like separated me from I guess like the the grasp of like being in community with others mm -hmm. and stuff. I was like, I was able to kind of like silo myself essentially. And yeah. it's like, all right, who's Aaron and kind of like start constructing the things that I actually like really fuck with. And like, I thought I, I thought I liked shoes. Like I wanted to work at like Adidas <laughs> and Nike and shit. And I was like researching and like, I had opinions about all the drops and everything. Right. And then like, I had to really like ask myself, I was like, yeah, I don't care about shoes like that. Oof. Like I don't give a damn about Oof. shoes. And I was spending so much time like trying to like make nice with like employees at the company so yeah. they can like give me a recommendation and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then like I really looked at it, I was like, all the shit y'all make is whack. <laughs> like like it's all whack. Like there's a couple of, there's like there's like these little groups within companies that mm -hmm. are like the real like line pushers. Yeah. That's who I am. And if if, if I'm not working with those types of people, then I don't even want to be associated because I need to spread my wings and like push ideas forward. It's like, I'm not here to just sit back and just punch in numbers and be yes. the status quo. And and I think that's kind of like when we find ourselves within our outputs and, and keep that creativity and keep throwing wood on the fire. Mm -hmm. Like I think like two fires can kind of turn into one big fire. Right. If we, if we, kind of just sit with ourselves. Yes. That's <clears throat> kind of to a point in the space of like, of course we all got a crazy stories, right? Backgrounds and all those things. And I decided to go and get a degree later in life. Um, and went to PSU. I did PCC back in like 2012, got a multimedia two year degree, sat on that. Um, didn't really apply to anything that I was doing as far as a nine to five, but creatively it was in the space. Right. Um, then went to PSU, 
graduated from PSU with a bachelor's in social science. After school was over, it was a bunch of thinking of like, again, where do these different skill sets, the ability to communicate, um, actually being able to connect with people in a certain type of way, along with the creative portion and just really sitting with that. Also realizing I didn't understand job titles. Me neither. There's a manager, an assistant, (laughs) you know, like the, the real baseline things. I didn't realize how many spaces and then how many, how what I did already in the world, people are getting paid crazy money to do these things. But because my degree isn't in that thing, how do I show? And that was like a frustrating year of, I've got a degree, all these skill sets, where does it come together? And then realizing like, I was looking for this just aha moment as opposed to creating that aha moment. <laughs> yes. And, you know, and that's led down to some things that are, you know, working, working themselves out at this point um, where it is kind of setting the path and creating that because I think that luckily we're in a space now where things are shifting a bit to where I can show you that I can do this thing and that actually has some, some merit to it mm-hmm. as opposed to before if your degree didn't say this thing, then you weren't allowed. You, mm-hmm. We weren't even allowed to get a, a shot at testing it out. Um, but it, it's, it's definitely a, I'm hoping that more of the world leans towards that, more of these industries lean towards people who can do the work, right? There's people who have, you know, never maybe went down a traditional route, but they know woodworking because this is what they've been doing forever. You know, it's, is, is there something that I need outside of my, to show my work to be mm-hmm. able to get in this? If I'm good with numbers, do I actually need the accounting degree? But if I can show you that I can do this, that should matter. Yeah, it's almost like, and I think over the last number of years, I've gotten better with like just allowing, like if somebody can't see my worth, I'm just like, yo, that's your that's your disability. Yeah. Like I already <laughs> know, like, and it's taken a long time to get to that place where it's like all these titles and people are yeah. kind of like throwing their, their credentials around and it's like i've been with they've been with this company for this long and it's like i get close to them and it's just like oh like you're not doing anything that i can't do and that's that's something that's i think that's what what keeps a lot of us out of these places is because they realize it's like oh like this person will take my job from me and i can't i can't let this person in this company they might take my seat or or my best friend's seat or something like that and i think it requires like people within like I find this just just as like a freelance as somebody that like like approaches like agencies or like as soon as like I talk sit down and have a real conversation Mm -hmm. with somebody it's like that's a sale like it's already done (laughs) but it's just like the hoops that I have to dive through and and try to like to climb over into like the gateway to entry just to like have like a FaceTime with somebody it's just like yo like this should be a lot easier because I already know like my meditation workshops are like yes. amazing. Like yes. they're, I'm offering a service that helps people and people get something out of it. And 
like it aligns with what I'm here to do. I'm here to communicate. I'm supposed to like share my truth and allow others or create space for others to tap into what their truth is. Righteous. And it's like that might just turn into like a company wide exodus where everybody leaves because they're like, oh, this doesn't resonate with me. But I think <laughs> I think if companies actually cared about like their employees highest interests, that's a, a risk that they're willing to take. And right. that's kind of like what I'm pushing for, like an internal revolution that might disrupt some of these uh, uh, slave ships that are uh, out in sea. So, I love all this. Um, now, outside of the corporate world and the structure set in place, um, back to the idea of the multi-potentialite, multi-potential, right? Um, in the creative space, um, and I'm sorry, I'm almost turning this around. Like I'm interviewing I love, you. I love, this okay, is- I already expressed this. I expressed this in another podcast. I was like, I just want to have a podcast so I could get interviewed. So I'm happy to have another a fellow podcaster on here because it makes it easy on me. Right. I could just like tap into intuition instead of being like, yes, freaking professional and shit. Um, do you? So we, we we briefly touched on kind of you know having that curiosity just in general. And how that works in our favor. Um, is there times that that works has worked against you that you can think of? <sighs> yes and no. It's like I feel like uh, I think it's good. It's gotten me closer to where I need to be. Gotcha. But like the that. outward signs or signals of success in a lot of the times, like just security, is kind yeah. of like what is kind of sacrificed for right. the sake of like clarity and what my true purpose is. Cause like the true purpose is like, like global, like meditation, fucking mindfulness, creative, yes. like just all over the place, like type shit, like create what I want, but with the intention of like awakening yes. others. And, and it's like, I know that that calling is so big, but mm. in the meantime of like right now, it's like, yo, Aaron, you need to pay your bills. You need to save. You need to throw in your 401k. You need to have investments and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's like, as this, like this time goes on, it's like, I have a whiteboard with all of these projects on it. And it's just mm-hmm. like, all right, like I'm the common denominator to all of these expressions. And if those things don't get done, I don't get to where I see myself in the future where all of my needs are met. Yeah. But it's like, oh, it's 100% self-actualized. There's not a business that I can just, like, plug myself into, and then they spit me out, like, 5K a month. Yeah. Or yeah. or more. Much more. <laughs> Much more. Yeah. <laughs> but so that's that's kind of, like, where, like, I I have a better relationship to it now because there's more clarity on my end. It's okay. But it is such, like, a large, like, dream that I have that it requires a lot of, like, work and sometimes like like hiring people and mm-hmm. just like getting buy-in from other people that like I can't do it all on my own either. right so. right which is th- that's a huge part of stuff <laughs> um once it's taken it from what you've created yourself and your mind and then trying to scale that bringing people on because of course painting the picture and the vision you can only do that so much when it's your thing mm-hmm. and you can definitely get buy-in um, throughout, but there's like that. It, it, and I'm, I'm using myself and my experience in this moment of like, 
is that just for the moment you're excited about this or is this going to be sustainable and sure. not wanting that to be as I'm building to have to keep starting Dude, over that part, yeah. that part for sure. And I, I think I've gotten a lot better over the years of being like, cause if it still resonates, like yeah. if I, if I have like a, like a, like a deck that has like all the ideas like mapped out okay and then it's like oh i don't look at it for like a couple of months uh-huh. even though it's the same goal like yeah. i just have a lot of living to do yeah and yeah. then i come back to it and i'm looking at it i'm like oh this is dope like like i get re-inspired okay. and reinvigorated to to push this project through like okay. when i'm shuffling these other things it's like i feel like podcasting has been like the one thing for me that's been just like the constant like uh-huh. engage with the creative process and like expressing and connecting and and i think there's gonna be a like a giant pot of gold at the end of this like podcasting uh, thing because it's just like how many brilliant people that have been on it's like all right i'm just waiting for y'all to crack yeah, off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i got all these i got all their first interviews yeah, yeah look <laughs> it's like it's it's, a, it's gonna come back like down the road and every, like all these brilliant minds like yes. beautiful people like oh my very fr- i did i did everybody's very first podcast and not to say that that's like my idea of like what it is but it's just like that's where my intuition goes it's like yeah. this is fun for mm-hmm. one it's like chasing what brings me the most joy like i get to be myself like i don't like i can't be like my full full self in a lot of places <laughs> Talk about and, it. <laughs> and to to give yourself that freedom is the thing that makes me hold on to that and i don't want to say like turn a blind eye to like societal pressures to conform but mm-hmm turn a blind eye to societal pressures for sure like that's that's kind of like the one thing that kind of like holds me like kind of like rebellious to to conforming because it's just like yo like do you does nobody see like all these fucking talented ass people have you been to portland art museum and been to the bodega right like have you seen these things in person (laughs) it's like we're all fucking doing these fucking amazing things and it's just like i think when you're surrounded by people that are a hundred percent invested in the things that they're creating and you have the opportunity to support them, it's your job to do that. Cause like, who do you think is going to support your thing? And it's like, I think getting to the point where it's like, it doesn't matter if like, of course we, we have like aspirations to be like known worldwide and mm-hmm. whatnot, but it's mm-hmm. like my gift to the world is not dependent on, recipients being ready as right. you were alluding to pre right. pre-conversation because it's like if i had to wait till people thought i was dope <laughs> to put something out then i'd be waiting fucking forever look it's it's when people hit me up about wanting to start something like let's say a pod i've had over the years been doing this actually the first pod we recorded was in 2010 this is before the wave consistency was the issue like I was for it. It just wasn't working for everybody's schedule back then. Took the hiatus, came back in 2016 and been running it since. And when people hit me about it, my thing is quit looking for this perfect moment. You have a phone that you can go into an app, press record, get your voice out. You can hop on Amazon. There's an earpiece with a mic <laughs> that does fairly decent. Understand in the last 18 months, We've lowered our expectation for audio quality, visual oh, quality. Yeah. It's been lowered. And, and that's a great thing because it's lowered the entry level, mm-hmm. entry point for people. With that, you go. 
you go. You talked about this being the most consistent thing. Me and Morg just had a conversation. Morg, for anybody listening, Morgan Jones, that's my co-host on the Unrefined Sophisticates podcast. We talked about this being the constant. Every week, this is happening almost no matter what else is going awry, this is happening. We've only taken maybe five breaks and not breaks, took a week off, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, in that space. With that, we've built up a certain momentum and also with our listeners, right? That there's an expectation of us and it's our outlet outside of corporate world, outside of all those things. This is who I am. Mm -hmm. So you listen to Young Refined, you're getting can't, you're getting me at my most base level. Mm-hmm. This is I'm not cerebral there. This is just who I am. More same thing. So it's interesting. And I'm sure you've experienced this on your platform because you're being who you are. You're not a personality for the, the sound waves. You meet people that you've never met that may have been tuning in and they know you in a way that you don't know them. And it's 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 not I don't want to say weird. I don't want to put the weird on it, but it's just they have a different connection to you than you them. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like that that off balance for a moment, <laughs> because, again, you're catching, you know, personal stories. You know, my feelings about so many things. Oh, yeah. I put it all out there. Like, exactly. I don't hold anything back. <laughs> That's the space in which I'm in. There's things that regularly you know, I'll get a random message of you said that. And I'm like, huh? I don't recall, but I'll go. Ooh, I did say that. Yeah. No, that was because I got asked a question and I gave my actual honest feedback to that. Mm-hmm. And so being that we operate from that place in that space, that's a, um, that's a freeing thing. Even with when I've had coworkers like, Oh, what's, what's you? it's like, just prepare. Like this is, I am who I am. Not that I'm much different in my places of employment, but again, we've all, there, there's a wall that gets put up. Right. (laughs) Um, so there's definitely a, a, a journey into the person you'll meet. So there's no transition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's not something that there's not going to be a situation where I'm out in the world. And I think I do that. I, I wanted to do that from the jump to where you meet me somewhere in public and you're like, Oh, you're different. Nah. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. These are the thoughts that go through my head, even on social media. Like, <laughs> I, I, these are the thoughts. These mm-hmm. are the things that run through my head. These are the conversations that we would have in person. Even the randomness of things is just me typically looking across the street, seeing something, and then having a question that I can't ask that person. <laughs> so, yeah, asking the interweb. Yeah, I love just like having like the like the, you can talk about the things that are important to you. Yeah, like you don't you're not forced to stay in other lanes. Like before we started, we're like. Like, I don't care about sports. Like, <laughs> dude, like, literally, like, my very first podcast, I started in probably, like, 2015, 2014, and it was a fantasy football podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think it was called, like, Level Up Fantasy Football. Okay. And it's, like, I talk about all this, like, Maurice Jones drew, like, yeah. draft him in the first round <laughs> and, and all this stuff, like, all the stats. Like, right. I was just stat machine, mm-hmm. just, like, like, fantasy football was my thing. And over the years, like since I had stopped drinking alcohol, like I stopped watching football because mm. it was kind of like a Pavlov's dogs type uh. of thing. It's like, oh, watching football isn't the same without a beer at 10 a.m. So I just stopped watching football. So where does that podcast go yeah. into the earth, the ether? Hey. It's just like it's gone. <laughs> but then it's like, all right, it forced me to re like evaluate what are the things that really matter to me. And it's like these are the things that really matter to me, like yes. creativity like soul, like expression, like healing, like yes. relationships, yes. like expressing, like working through these 
these things that we normally reserve for our conscience and, and keep to ourselves. It's yes. like, I want to put it all on the table and start moving them around in the open and hopefully it can help somebody else. But I want to talk back to one thing that you mentioned with like the person who's like asking about the podcast okay. and just like that type of uh, person that's kind of like, like about to enter the double Dutch, but mm-hmm. <laughs> hasn't really fully jumped in and, yeah. and kind of like, I guess approaching like a new interest and in, mm. in how does one start that? Because it's like, I've, that's kind of like something that I hope this podcast does is to inspire people to kind of dive into something that if you're interested in doing something yeah. like go do it. Like when you came in, like I just showed you like this little video thing yeah. that I'm putting together. Like when I'm not like video man, right. but it's just like, it had, I had to do it. Right. So I wasn't going to wait for somebody else to do it. Right. But I think that's kind of like a muscle that we need to strengthen over time is like the willingness to just dive head first into something and yes. to be complete shit at something. So that's, that's the space in which I exist. Um, <laughs> I'm going to jump in. I'll figure it out. Like on Instagram, I technically can. That's <laughs> that is for a reason. Yeah. Can you I, technically I, give me a minute? Yeah. Give me a minute. Give me a book. <laughs> give me a link. Then I can talk it with you. You know what I mean? I don't. And, and that's something I think for myself that that if there's anything I'm going to pat myself on the back, it's that I'm going to try it. And not just try it, but I'm going to take it serious as I'm trying it mm-hmm. just to see if it's something that actually like jails with me some things are just a no right they just don't flow but getting into it and getting going that's not been a problem for me almost at all and i think because it's a thing of trying to prove it to myself versus somebody else we've all went through anything that we're creating specifically like podcasts we're putting this together and putting it out on platforms we don't know how or who's listening no there's no immediate feedback you're just creating mm-hmm. it takes something to ha- to be able to, sh- to navigate that and push through when you're not getting feedback especially this expectation of like your friends family the close a lot of times those are not the people that are necessarily going to tune in or they may tune in once twice but if it's not for them it's not for them right and there's a million options out there of overly produced great or, or just a very specific topic and the kind of conversations that I know we have on our platform, which I know you have on your platform of just kind of going into a thing as opposed to this being about like Star Trek. Like I'm going to come in here and get past. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there's, there's, there's certain type of listening. I know the things that I like to listen to on podcasts, you know, it, it stays in an informational funny tone. That's like my bag. I don't want to necessarily go on murder mysteries or anything in that space. Right. So, understanding that getting into it and there's not going to be that immediate feedback. It's, it's just not. But when you find something, everybody is an expert at something. And that's the thing of having to figure that piece out. Mm-hmm. Everybody's an expert at something. What's something that you can talk about? What's something that when you talk about it, it, it makes you want to keep going. Mm-hmm. Those are the things to kind of explore for the people just jumping in, in terms of what are, is the content going to be? Is it something that's sustainable? I think in our area and the kind of the pods that we do where we're having conversations with people, we're talking about what's going on maybe in the world. Updates are all constantly happening, but it's conversational. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that flows. But now if you're going to get specific and we're going to talk like fantasy sports, <laughs> we're going to, there's, there's research, there's things that go into this um, that you have to sit with and think, is this going to be sustainable? 
mm-hmm. for, you know, a certain amount of time? Or are you going to pivot? I guess those are things that have come up along the way that you have to think about, because even in a pod, as you go through, you'll make changes and tweaks to what it is that you're doing mm-hmm. in order to fit whatever it is that you 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 see it as or as the landscape changes right and and what's going to actually hit with people um and i just think where the the entry point being that it's lowered down to a point where almost anyone can get into it test it out it's also a lot harder to talk for a couple of hours an hour 30 minutes solo podcast solo oh my gosh I, like you gotta like i gotta tap into some like deep emotional like it has to be like a really big thing that happens for me or like i have to like 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 marinate on something for a while for me yeah. to like get up and do like a full like 30 minute solo podcast because it like i gotta i gotta be coming from somewhere i can't just like <laughs> i can't just talk i don't talk just to talk ever like i don't want to hear myself talk That's like it's not coming from like hey look at me like it's right. coming from i need to like express this or else i'm eating my emotions Oof. that's exactly like what it <laughs> is it's like i've never been like the most talkative person but yes. i didn't really have a lot of outlets like growing up and i wasn't validated for speaking like my truth or nobody right. would be like oh yeah that sounds really good like i'd come out with some like the shit that i talk about here it's like I have those same ideas when I was young, but there was nobody around to fucking like receive those things and to be like, <laughs> oh shit, like you're onto something, young man. Like you should keep doing that thing. Yes. So I've never had that. But then it's like I had to grant myself that that opportunity to just be like, you know what? Like I don't care what anybody else says. It's like I got to fucking do this. And I think that's when approaching like any new thing, it's, it's like kind of like that yearning. And it's yeah. like, don't even look at, don't even like perceive an audience or anything it's just like where is your desire pointing you towards and it's like i think once you start tapping into that it's like other things will start coming up like i just started like meal prepping because i'm like i've been i've gone to the gym like a fair amount like my whole life i'm like the athlete that just relied on talent growing up yeah but as of recently like i've just been taking in so much like fitness content and it's like i'm going to the gym like five days a week and, okay and it's like i the okay. one thing that i hadn't been able to like lock down is like the diet part of it and i I always eat out i'm like aaron like you can't fucking eat out like when you don't have like bread to eat out like that right like, paying 16 bucks a meal like like maybe once a day or sometimes twice a yeah. day and it's just like yo that shit adds up so what does it look like when you like really spend like okay you can go out and spend like a hundred dollars on groceries what do you, what can you get and what can you make for like the week because you have these goals like i want to be like i want to be like yoked yeah, <laughs> i want to be right. i want to be yoked yeah and just like lean and it's like all right what does it take to get into that space and yeah. i think it was a natural transition to like start taking in that content because i was okay. on like the spiritual growth side and just like all right now like how your spiritual ascension is affected by like just your health in yeah, general. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, are you exercising and connection to spirit and all that kind of stuff. So it's like an, a natural shift into okay. something that can turn into another passion. Yes. Um, but yeah, it just, just the whole concept of like approaching like new interests and, and not being afraid to just dive in and, yeah. and, and find the genuine things. Yeah. And be afraid, right? Like, and still do all the nervousness I, I put into context of uh woke pdx shout out faith um which we were doing pre-pandemic and morgan and i were hosts getting up and talking in front of people is not my bag 
for as much as people think that I am just the socialite and not, not it's nerves every time, mm-hmm. every time. Yep. And it's interesting how also people's anxieties play out the way that they do, where some people freeze and then some people, it's like almost an overcompensation that works from the outside. You just see it as, oh, work in the room as opposed to what's going on in the head of like, oh, these are fireworks. <laughs> um, do. It really boils down to do. And it's okay to make your pivots, make your shifts. Like that's a part of it. As you find your, your flow and figure where your comfort is, then that's the part you kind of expound on. I think about uh, where people focus a lot on the areas that they're, they, they're coming up short in or they're not that strong in. And it's like, yeah, that's cool and all. Or you can build up what you're already good at. This is why teams work, right? You can lean on people that may not be as good in this area, that area, but build up on the thing that you are already good at. And then that can kind of make its morph where, you know, you're talking about going into like this diet. If somebody was that's already in the bag of eating healthy, you can create a pod about that. I just did one. And like, this that, is, that, yes. Yeah, it's just like it all just kind of comes together. Exactly, and yeah. it will keep evolving. And you'll be amazed that, again, solo, shout out to you for doing so. <laughs> Sitting down and the idea of talking, even trying to do a live on Instagram or something for me is like. <clears throat> yeah, but it's important to know where, like, our edges are. Like, yeah. that's a, those are all opportunities for growth. Like, yes. like, I know, like, whenever, like, public speaking things come up. Uh-huh. It's like, I'm not seeking them out, but yeah, whenever yeah. one comes around, it's like, yep. Oh yeah. Every single time. Yes. Like I got, I got hit up to do like, like a, like a public speaking meditation thing, like at a school Okay. for like kids and stuff. Yes. And it's just like, like, I don't have anything planned for a bunch of kids, but right. I will get something planned for a bunch of kids. Cause it's an experience that will help me grow. And it's like another person reached out about doing like a co-lead like meditation yoga retreat uh, and it's like yes absolutely that's exactly what i've mapped out yes. for myself and and the fact that it, like once you're brave enough to put your stuff your stuff out there yeah. it's like other people that are willing to help like will come up and show up it's like yo like this person uh her name is she goes by sunny love but it's like she already reached out to like the hotel that we're going to be doing it at we're like exchanging emails and we yes. went to check out the property and it's just like Oh, like we're really we're really doing this thing, yes. and, and it's and it's a it's a commitment. It's like we we got to come up with uh, half of the deposit for it and and make the thing work. But that's the investment that yeah. is necessary to take the next step. Because it's like, yeah, I do virtual meditations. That's right. cool, but it's like we got to get back in person. It's like like if my idea of this whole thing is like to be in like Australia or Thailand and hosting a like retreat on like the beach in Mexico. It's like, you got to start small. You can't think about the beach in Mexico retreat and think it's going to be a linear, just like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to get right there. It's like, (laughs) all right, well first I do my meditations in my living room and I stay honest to the practice. And then like the community starts building on like Instagram. And then like, maybe I'll, I'll do some stuff at the park. I'll be like, Hey, does anybody want to meet at the park on Sunday morning? We're going to be doing a meditation. Like five people show up great and it's like little baby steps and then it the the leap to get to like that big expression is not that big of a leap once you do all of like the the road work to get there because it's i compare it to anything else the fundamentals once you have the fundamentals down they're there it's just application after you can add a little twist on it that's (laughs) that that, but the fundamentals are going to remain the fundamentals um i remember 
learning um, years ago or hearing that you know something once you can teach it. Or if you know it, then you should be able to explain it. Yeah. That's, and that's a measure in my head where there's things that I know and I couldn't explain it to you how to get through it. So I know it in a way that makes sense to me, but I don't necessarily know it in a depth that I can articulate it outwardly. And that's when it really connects space where you're at and you're talking about kind of going through these stages, that beachfront in a nice tropical setting is not much different than the YWCA or YMCA, mm-hmm. right? The setting is different, but what yeah. you were bringing to them, same thing. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's having that. And, and, and I think the people who we see at that level, that's where we kind of talked about earlier, when you get to a certain level and you're not looking from afar and you're next to people, you realize like, oh, you're not that far. Like we're at almost the same place. Yeah. You just took the leaps before me, believed in yourself possibly in a different way before I got to that point yeah. and took those chances, took those steps forward. Yeah. And that's where I think, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely the reminder of kind of the ledge and where you stand on that. And if you're willing to kind of lean forward and see what, uh, what's going to happen. Yeah. The more, like the more risk you take, the more luck comes into your face. Look. It's like, you just got to keep on shooting your shot. And then it's like, life is lived by like the bold. If you, yeah. If you shoot like a million half court shots, like some of those things are going in full court shots. They're going in like, yes. it may, it may take a while, but it's like, they're going in. Yes. That is a bar. And it's, it's, it's funny. I had a friend who had not heard of, uh, the you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. It was like a new phrase. And it's really? Like, I've been hearing that since childhood. But yeah. regardless of when it hits, it's it's a truth bomb. Mm-hmm. Shoot the shot. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the worst is no, which is the same thing you would have got with not going for it, right? Yeah, <laughs> most definitely. Most definitely. What are some of the things I know... Like this can go in many, many directions, yeah. but uh, could you share some of the things that you're uh, kind of spearheading IX brand and, right. and such? So um, we'll jump, we'll start with the creative venture that I have, which is uh, the nine brand and it's IX, like Roman numeral nine. <laughs> oh, I said, right? it, I said it wrong. Oh, no, no, no. Because <laughs> a lot of people look up, actually, that was, that was that jumping into something and then having to backpedal because I realized when I jumped out, I know it's the Roman numeral nine, but that's not being communicated the proper way to the people, which is why I backed up and went on the campaigns of the do it to the nines. Mm-hmm. So then people can tie in. Got it. Got it. Right. That's, so, that's <laughs> so that's, that's where we're doing the run back on it. Um, but yeah, so that's a brand and, or my brand specifically apparel. Um, and I usually get the question of what's the nine brand? What does it mean? It starts with the number nine it happens to be the best month to be born in start with that uh with that uh <laughs> you can have it <laughs> um as a kid i remember hearing the phrase do it to the nines and having a base understanding um you know it's dressing well and so on as a kid i remember telling my teacher that nine is the highest number i'm like no every other number is made <laughs> it consists of a zero through nine. So nine is technically the highest number. It's just, ah, yeah. yeah. So I've always had this thing about nine being, being the top yeah. and coming into the brand and why I specifically chose the Roman numeral nine. And if you see the logo, the Roman numeral nine is turning this side where it's like an underlined X mm-hmm. and people look at that. 
What is that? Well, the idea behind the brand is that we're all our own brand. Individually, we're all our own brand. The variable is you and I. When we think of a variable, it's usually solved for X. So there's usually a line with this. What is X? X is you and I, and that's what that represents. And so with that, a lot of the the branding behind it and collections are based around like definitive statements. So I use a lot of periods after whatever the F being quiet or fuck being quiet. You know, that's a statement, period. What does that mean? Whatever you want it to, right? What, what's something that you want to speak up about? Something that needs to be heard. What do you feel about that? Do it to the nines. Do a little bit more, right? It, 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 it. There's a lot of people who are doing enough to get by. A little bit more effort will push you way further. And that's kind of the, the, the reminder. Uh, you are the brand. Represent it, right? That's, that's kind of the slogan that I use with it. Because, again, we're all our own brand. Whatever that is, just do it. You're representing yourself. You representing yourself is representing your brand. And as you continue to live life, become more socially conscious, your awareness grows, so does your brand. Mm-hmm. So it's up to you to make or break that. So been working with that for the last couple of years. Of course, pandemic hit and it was like, oh, I got time to actually put some energy behind this in the way that I wanted to. So I've been, you know, doing a lot, pop, doing pop ups for the time that we were outside before it started getting weird again. Uh, and then there's a collaboration that we've got going right now. So another one of my uh, many hats I wear as the uh, talk content coordinator for the numbers FM 96.7 FM for anyone not familiar here in Portland. Um, and so we've been trying to build out. It's been a, mainly a radio station that's playing community playlists. So anyone can submit a playlist. We get it in rotation. Wanting to build up um, this station as a place that people can come to and be able to get information from the black community it's, it's our voice uh, and our experience being amplified wanting to get more talk content so i'm in charge of that so kind of building that up which there's a conversation that we got to have again because hey ambush you left me all red we've talked okay because we talked about this <laughs> like seven th- okay he, didn't leave, me he say, didn't leave me all red no no i was over at i was over at the studio and i was on uh on Passport Radio okay. with uh, Marceau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we spoke about having opening presence mm-hmm. uh, on it, but, yeah, we just didn't follow up. I still have you. You are slated. If I was to pull up the production calendar, you are slated in a spot that I've left in there for you for <laughs> Wellness Wednesdays. We've got programming that is spa- centered around. Hey, let's go. Yes. Let's go. So, Monday morning. Look, look. <laughs> so we're going to get it. We're going to get it together. Um, so with that, though, um, with the Numbers FM, last year uh, – Actually, it was two years ago now. The um, Hank Hank Willis Thomas exhibit was at the Portland Art Museum. We came there to do a live kind of mix. We were playing music. We were doing interviews with people as they had walked through the exhibit and kind of just getting their on-the-spot uh, reactions and responses to it. Crazy dope turnout. It was during... Um, what is it, the art, uh, first Thursdays? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was first mm-hmm. Thursdays that they were doing. So it was during one of the first Thursdays. Was helping to do some of the interviews, ambush spinning. It was just a dope experience, right? First thing like that set up uh, in terms of having DJs, rap music inside of the Portland Art Museum. Not a art museum, the Portland Art Museum, right? Um, fast forward to Sneaker Week 2020, we get approached about doing a week long stay there 
and doing interviews with different artists that had been doing some of the murals around town that were uh, put up in some of the places that protests and stuff were happening. That week stay turned into a couple more weeks, which turned into you guys can just be here, set up shop here. And for the listeners, like, <laughs> understand that that's huge. That has morphed into us now having a exhibit set up, the, uh, uh, the Oxmute Gallery uh, upstairs. So we have featured, at this point, we're on our second. We had uh, Sarah uh, Rara, and, and now we've got Jason Hill in there. And we will have one other artist. We'll be there through June. And in addition to being able to get some people of the culture in here inside of the art museum, we've also got the bodega. Bodega. The burr, bodega. Burr. Yes, Lord. Shout out to Robbo. Yes, shout out to Robbo. Um, which is just what it sounds like. We got DJ Ambush, who is our station manager. He, uh, from the East Coast, from Philly specifically. Um, him and a few of the, it seems like a lot of the creators coming in there be East Coast people. Uh, so they, they conspire to be able to put together a bodega. So to give that, that experience when you come in. Yeah, we just need to get a chopped cheese station. Look. Like in the corner, <laughs> and then it's set. Dude, the crazy thing is come back down. I know you said you came for the, the opening. Come back down about, we'll say towards the end of January when our wallpaper and all that comes. A whole different experience about to be up in that thing. I'll be there. But it's featuring different creatives uh, from around Portland who've got, you know, from apparel, um, um, we've got candles, we've got woodworking, we've got jewelry yeah. from all locals inside of here, giving them the opportunity to be seen by a crowd that they may not lean towards in general. Sure. And, you know, one of the dope things about that is sitting up in that fourth floor sometimes. I'll just post up and I watch people come up and there's like this look of confusion for a moment. People think that they're, they're going to see stolen artifacts. Like there's like, wait, this isn't pillaged people. No, no. <laughs> and it's a moment. And, and, and especially when we've got a DJ up there spinning. So it's like, like I've legit had people walk off, seen people walk up the elevator and look back to like, where, where am I? Mm -hmm. Now they see the Oxmute gallery, you know, a, a splash image up on the wall. Then it's like, Oh, this is a, still a part of this mm -hmm. and so to get them you know walking through and being able to capture some of the people that we connect with um via the numbers that we've worked with or just they've got a presence and being able to give that opportunity to be in the museum is like huge yeah i'm trying to get up in there too i spoke with d and i was yeah. like yo let's roll look let's roll look it's it's all of this stuff what this has done is is it's it's humbling in a lot of ways of just like um having moments of realizing that we didn't shuck and jive it mm -mm. <laughs> and we are us there <laughs> it's it's you you come up to that fourth floor you are going to get an experience and that's what the whole thing was about creating this experience that you know is undeniably of the culture <laughs> no stolen artifacts yeah. this is all created for this experience and that's been crazy wild being a part of that whole process oh yeah so if you haven't been yet portland art museum yes fourth floor check yes. out the bodega yes great and art like i i picked up a bag i got a shirt yes. like shit that i really fuck with so like go go check that shit speaking out speaking of 
You have a, you bring a gift? I did. I did. Oh, you brought me a gift? I did bring oh a little something. Oh my God, something. this is the first gift I've ever gotten. Yeah, no, I had to Live bring a little and something now. I figure, you know. I, oh my gosh. Yes. With the same. Like a nine brand shirt. When, when Hell you, yeah. When you mentioned the earth tones, I was like, Hell oh yeah. yes. Thank you so much. Yes, you got it. You got it. I think I'm going XL though. XL? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, it's like, I was it, trying to eyeball see, it, that. It, was it, it would just sit around I was like trying, at, a, at nope. an L. I'll so take I gotta it. let you know. Look, I was trying to eyeball it, and I always, I, I was like, because I'm an XL, I'll run XL. Yeah. So I try to gauge it off of. Well, and it's like projecting into the future because I'm going to be yoked in Look. a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Hell yeah. Oh, you got candles? Oh, yeah. Oh, you get the candles. That was the outdoor, outdoor oh, collection. Yes. It is lit. Yes. Hell yeah. So yeah, we'll get that started up. But yeah, I wanted to make sure. Thank you so much. You I appreciate that. There. I love gifts. Gifts are the sh- gifts are the shit. <laughs> yeah. So anybody listening, you can give me gifts, and yes. I'm an XL. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in the spirit of like knowing that you have a podcast, shout out to Morgan. A lot of the things that go on in your podcast is kind of observing like the landscapes that we are all participating in, and it's like there's so much news going on. What are what's maybe one or a couple of things that has been kind of like in your mind and just kind of like working around. Hmm. I put and this is going to deviate a little bit from the question, but at a tie in. So being the unrefined sophisticates podcast is myself, Morgan Jones. There was a third person up until 2019 and that person just stepped down from it, um, scheduling all that. And the amount of self-reflection, self-discovery that's happened through this cast because of my co-host being a woman navigating this world, a black woman navigating this world. And because we have conversations and our ability to be transparent, at least my ability to, I'm okay with not knowing something and asking what would be considered, and not even a dumb question, but just like, oh, you don't know that? This is the platform. Um, couple years back when things started coming out in terms of like the me too movement and a lot of the conversations because there is an element of the content that we do is based on what's the news what's pop culture what's being talked about and us taking some of this and there was a lot that i had to sit with uncomfortable moments of asking a question or there being a topic that we get into and morgue breaking something down and it's not registering for me so i'm like no, that how how what does that mean? How am I a part of I've never done XYZ? Oh, that now I see. So there was a lot of moments of having to deal with that in many moments, but that also has made me hyper aware of the things that I was just blind to because I never had to pay attention. So as we like take that and then move into the now. A lot of these conversations, I know more political analysts, um, aspiring many things. Um, There's a lot of conversation and things that I wouldn't pay attention to. I don't watch the news, right? I consume news in a different way, different platform, but not turning on whatever. I'm not hopping on Twitter and going down what's the latest she does. So there's a thing that she brings to the table that makes me have to think because there's a lot of stuff that I'm not taking in. So, and, and if you're not, um, I guess if you're not hearing about things, you don't, it, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a, there's a, a, a bit of having to sit with some uncomfortable truths just about 
humans. <laughs> and then you, as a man being on the pod with a woman, black woman at that, expressing the experiences and then hearing this corroborated through and through and realizing like, oh, this is like normal. So trash humans are fairly normal. That's been a lot to have to like grapple with mm -hmm. being a man. I'm also a male advocate. I say that all the time. Like I got many female friends. You want to talk to me about your boyfriend? Understand I'm going to stand up for him the best that I can. Just is what it is and has been. I've learned in these recent years, like whew, the stances I might've had on things um, were pretty trash, mm. like very. And so as we go into a lot of these newer conversations, um, it's given me a lot of perspective. So in the things in which I struggle with, or I'm still grasping and like that hooks is just the, the change in general, the discomfort that a lot of people are feeling as far as it's like, it's an attack on man. It's an attack. No, the shift is happening. Any, any shift that's been there of a power dynamic as that power dynamic starts to break down, it's going to be uncomfortable because your identity is attached to mm. this dynamic. And so that's, I think the thing that I constantly grapple with. I have to check myself of something that I feel like, is that really, Oh wait, that's a lot of people's experience. And I've been on the side that's the side that is, um, I guess in the power at the higher, higher dynamic in the power structure, that's where I've existed. So yes, it's been minimal to me, minuscule <laughs> to me as opposed to. So I think that's a thing that we're constantly going back to. And I'm constantly having to like be quiet and listen. Mm. That's yeah. That's dope. Thank you for sharing that. And I, like I am a part of these conversations, but not, I don't have like a brilliant person like Morgan to school me on things that I'm unaware of. Cause like I've <clears throat> just based off of like, I don't watch the news a lot either. Cause it just knows what it does with me. And it's just like, I just know bullshit when I see it. <laughs> yes. And I was like, I just don't want to participate. But like a lot of like the, the narratives that are going on and it's like being conscious of like systemic, like abuse Yes. Like male privilege and, yes. and all of those things and stepping into a uh, a more equal society or at least like mm -hmm. it's going it like we has to be. Yeah. And um yeah, it's it's a it's a really complex place to, to be. Obviously it's like I'm I'm anti assholes and, right. and fucking like abusers and all that kind of stuff. There's like this but I do feel and maybe I, this is me working it out in mm -hmm. real time, but there is also, I feel like, uh, an attack on masculinity, even like healthy yeah. masculinity. Yeah. It's just like, yo, like if we don't have like, cause like a woman that's, that's like single looking for a man's like, why aren't there any like, like strong men out there? Right. And like, cause they're all like sitting there trying not to make you mad. So, so <laughs> this is a great, this is great. Yes, I'm right here. And this is the beauty, as you said, of having a dynamic mind. Because we, luckily, this is like a sister. So I don't care about her being mad at me for a moment. Mm. So as I'm asking my questions and I'm frustrating her because I'm doing this from, I need this 101 level. So I'm, 
And there's been moments of like, you could feel the tension there, but I know that we're friends in a deeper way so we can come back from whatever that is as I'm exploring this to make it make sense to me, right? Everybody isn't afforded that. Most people are shut down. If you're talking to a stranger or somebody you're not really familiar with and you get to ask them, well, what about, and they're like, ah, F it and just walk away. And which I've told her many times, like, you can be frustrated right now, but I still need to know, (laughs) right? But then also there being this space where you just pointed out of that, it's almost like an overcorrection. Now, this has been who I've been. There's certain elements of me that have been who I've been since forever. Drunk chicks from a kid, like kid, teenager, when alcohol was involved in the parties and anything, that's never been a thing. Like I just, something about somebody drunk, I'm not even, I don't care how great the night's been going. As soon as I can tell, oh, nope. Or dudes that try to play cleanup crew with, oh, you're over here trying to talk to the drunk chick. Bro, what are you doing? Yeah. Like that's been a thing that was before this was popular or cool, right? So certain standards of things that I stood on. But I'm sure there's um, <clears throat> there's this element of, what we've seen in the past few years in the mind, it's like, I don't, cause how simple a me misjudging how I'm coming at somebody or trying to shoot a shot can be, make somebody uncomfortable or could do this. And then this is said and what that can do to a name I am. And I've said this on all my platforms. I damn near need you to be out there with the 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 joints, the glow sticks that they got, the planes, like yeah. come make it known. Do, yes, type of. Thing. I need that from you before I'm jumping off of any kind of deep end. Yeah, because of that, a piece of that fear, and and people put the well. If you're not doing, I hear you, but you can also not be trash, but also want to make sure that you're not going to get trashed in a situation, yeah. which is a hell of a tightrope to walk. But then add to that, there's conflicting information. You have people that are like, oh, no, that's not in why I people. You have a group, you know, some women that are like, no, I want X, Y, Z. I expect a man to be this type of way. And then you have another side saying, so it's where, what space, which because if I try it this way with a woman who doesn't agree with that way, then it's seen as. Yeah. But then if I'm overcorrecting and do it, then she's looking at it like, oh, you're not pursuing. You're not doing. Yeah. The, and again, I'm not I'm not woe is me as a man. I'm not no, <laughs> giving no, that but off. It's like but, when you, but when you have conflicting like information, yes. then it's hard to fucking make a decision. It's like like I, I did uh, like a podcast with my friend. He brought up this term like the victim Olympics. And it's just like some people like see the little spilled like like aisle and then yeah. there's like the real person that like slipped on it and then like got the settlement yeah and there's the other person that heard about the settlement ran over there and slipped there too and is yeah. like ah my leg yes. <laughs> and it's like no like you can't like you can't backtrack backtrack your way into like a situation to center yourself as like a victim and yeah. like like please don't like like take me for the wrong way it's like there's i think it's just acknowledging all the sides to it where it's like like oh like we got the ball now all right let's run it all the way and like it's just like wait i thought this was a discussion you can't play no give backs you can't play no give backs like (laughs) like there there are good people like good men that want to have like the discussion as well and i i feel like a lot of us are shut out of the understanding and then there's uh a lot of angry people <laughs> yeah, that and this is this is where again luckily having the experience of having the co-host who i can workshop 
some of these things through. Like we talk about speaking in rough edit. We use that on the on the cast sometimes. And let it be known before jumping in. I may not have all the words right now that I'm looking for, um, but I'm trying to work my way through this thought, mm-hmm. this idea, which is kind of like, give me the grace right now. That's yeah. <laughs> that's more so what that's asking. And we're able to kind of explore some of this. And because I can trust in my co-host to say, I don't know, or yeah, that's, that's fucked up. <laughs> you know, I, that, that allows me to be able to approach this like little bro asking big sis for, some 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 clarity on some things yeah 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 i think that's like the grace element is something that it's like a scarce finite resource like we're not giving it to each other yeah as a society because it's like (laughs) when we really like like really look at things if we all gave each other some grace we realize that we all have like the same opinion about literally everything (laughs) it just like it's just the give and take it's like are you willing to do two steps forward and then two steps back with your dance partner? Right. Or are you just going to go forward and run them off of the dance floor? It's like, there's no, yeah, there's no collaboration with it. And it's just like, when I'm looking out into society and I just see like all the division and all the, the tools that are being used to weaponize and create more division. I'm just like, yo, like, don't y'all see this? Like we're all being used right now with like, the same tactics over and over again and it's like the issue that you think is the issue is not the, not issue. the issue it's not even close to the issue it's like it's way over there but they just created like a little scuffle and everyone's like fight and fight. a lot of times if you got past that initial if that was thrown to the wayside you would understand how much you agree on in general mm-hmm. we are way more similar than we are not in so many ways, right? Yeah. I remember, um, so Robert Greene, one of my favorite authors in terms of just... <laughs> 48 Laws of Power? Yes, yes. Yeah, and so, that. like, his Laws of Human Nature, which is the size of an encyclopedia, but you get thumbing through there and just at the primal root level of how people work, there are enough intelligent people that understand that and use that... To put people against each other. Mm-hmm. Again, when you build a rapport, right? Um, when you're trying to build a rapport, you usually are trying to find what are the things you're agreeable on. What are the things that we can have a conversation? You don't come into if I'm trying to, not even necessarily persuade, but I'm. Uh, th- I know there's a rough topic that we are opposed on. If I start with that and there's no rapport, then we're just gonna we're button heads from the jump. When you sit and have dialogue with people about regular things. Their, their, some of their worldviews, or even the things that you're opposed to. When you get to the root of it, of why, it makes sense a lot of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of times that you can be like, Meh, I, I actually get it. But what that says is, ter- rather it's a, a, a word, a, 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 an affiliation, a party that you're a part of. Because you're a part of that, the other side has to be wrong at everything. Mm-hmm. Because that's the way that we make it work for ourselves to be able to be so, like, viciously <laughs> opposed. Mm-hmm. And, again, there's a lot of smart people behind the scenes that understand this dynamic. Yeah. They know the things that can be put out into the world that are just going to help blow things up. Like, not just blow things up, but make people pay attention to this like trivial fact while all these things are happening to the left. Yeah. I bring up being that I, I, as I'm a communications manager in my day job and I do this for a nonprofit and we deal with policy. Right. 
prison reform, public safety is like the space. We know Measure 11. Have you heard of Measure 11? No. No? So Measure 11 was mandatory minimum sentencing oh, here. Okay. okay. Yes. Portland specific? Yeah. Oregon specific. Okay, got it. Right? Measure 11, we hear about that all the time. I've been hearing about that since the week that I arrived in Oregon. What I never heard of until working with my organization is Measure 10. So typically in general, you have a bill that becomes law. If you want to change that, you need the majority vote, 51%. <laughs> well, all the uproar was about measure 10 or measure 11. Measure 10 wasn't paid attention to. Measure 10 was written in that you need a supermajority in order to overturn measure 11. Ooh. We are not in a state. <laughs> We're not in a state. Portland is air quote progressive. Oregon, nah. So, how is that going to happen? Everyone was paying attention to Measure 11. Wow. Not the thing that made sure that this stayed. And so that just goes back to how these things get thrown out there. Very smart people understand we can keep your attention here and we can do a lot of these things because you're bickering about stuff that overall doesn't matter. Those are the things that do not actually matter. And so it's just, if... I used to have a, a radio show before uh, working at the numbers called Calculated Conversation. And me and uh, David Jefferson, shout out to the homie, every week, Tuesdays, live on air, um, have conversations about the conversations that we don't have, along with reframing specifically about people who grew up um, in the culture and the way that we were taught success and what it is to be a man. And how a lot of that was false and getting into the space of conversation and how if we were able to connect and have better conversation, we have better relationships. If we're able to sit with ourselves and look at us, sometimes as being part of the problem, being able to listen to other people and understand their perspective is everything. And although like we talk empathy and that, that word is thrown out there a lot, but to actually be able to step out and be like, oh, no. Even though I haven't had that experience myself, I can see why you feel the way you feel and be able to connect with that. Mm -hmm. And it's not sympathy. Like I feel like people mix a lot of that up sometimes, but being able to have that allows you to view the world sometimes outside of yourself. We're all selfish, right? We are all selfish. If somebody held out a picture right now of that you knew you were in and there's 50 people in there, you're searching for your face first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're all selfish, right? The idea of being altruistic, I'm sure there are the peoples, but there's typically something that we get out of it. Even if it's just a good feeling, mm -hmm. there's something that we get out of it. So understanding that trying to connect and have the conversations, that's something that you have to train yourself for because there's a lot of frustration that comes. There's a lot of miscommunication. I'm bringing in everything that I have, even us having dialogue. I'm sure if we sat and talked every day about all the things we care about, we're gonna find a point that there's something that we're just not hitting the same way on, <laughs> sure, right? Sure. But the idea is that when we hit that point, okay, let me ask the questions to try to understand your side of it better, as opposed to telling you why you're wrong. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think letting go of like the need of having to be right Oof. is like the biggest, Oof. the biggest like learning thing. Cause I've like over this last like year or so, 
like I really found that like the need to speak up about the things that I believe in in a more like public manner um just for the sake of parody for the conversation it's just like yo it's like if I'm only hearing one side of things and I know that there's a whole other side of things it's like and I resonate with some of those things it's like yo I have a duty to kind of just inject a little bit of like a little bit of democracy within this because it's just like loaded in on one side I'm like yo if everybody's leaning towards one side it's like it's not natural for for everybody to be agreeing on one thing like what so I think going going into these conversations and initiating conversations like risking friendships and shit for the sake of it because it's like yo this is this important to me that I'm as a friend like I'm going to bring this up and we're going to have a conversation but the fact that I'm willing to to risk our friendship over this thing means how much it means to me and it's not me trying to pr- prove that I'm right or anything right. but it's just like yo if, like I'm not going to just sit here silent while you're saying certain things and expecting me to just go along with right. just because like a lot of other people agree with <laughs> you it's like it's like you have your quote unquote experiences and sources and things and yeah. it's like I have my own as well. Right. And it's like in in that like open dialogue when I like I've provided like examples, I'm like, yo, I had this like and I won't even like go into what the thing was, but it's yeah. like I was like, All right, like y'all could probably guess. But <laughs> but I said, Okay, like I would like like can you agree with me or like are you down to you send me five examples or things that support your argument and i'll give you five examples and things that support my argument and we can exchange those (laughs) and we can we can talk and that whole thing just didn't even pay attention to it like and i was and i and i was like not even in a condescending because i've been condescending in the past Mm -hmm. i've been that petty oh i gotta be right and prove that i'm smarter than everybody person it's like no i'm in like the like let's just like experience this thing because it's like it's it's anxiety to bring up something that can ruin a friendship it's easier to just be like oh i'm just gonna go along with what you say because we watch ufc fights at your house (laughs) (laughs) but but it's like it's a it's a real opportunity for growth on both sides and i and i see the overarching benefit of of creating that space and and still being friends afterwards you can still be friends like you can still you don't have to agree on everything and you can still be friends and like what an opportunity that is that that's an important like that should be a sound clip (laughs) pulled out from here of that understanding that there may be things that i have an understanding of and you have an understanding of and those differ can we talk about this without this uh like going all the way left. And sometimes it's actually, I feel like that actually is necessary. There's moments where this may have to go, not like into the point of like we're name calling and doing like weird shit, but (laughs) in the space of, Oh no, we're actually, no, I need, we need to stand on what we're saying. This is something that I talk about often. It's like being in this gray area. I don't believe like I'm necessarily an agreeable person. Just make it make sense. Make what you're saying make sense. If you can make it make sense, oh, shit. Okay. Got it. Like, that makes sense to me. I may not still be (laughs) all the way there, but that makes sense. And that's something that I've operated, the way that I've operated for a very long time. Gray. 
because there's things I've had hard stances on and felt like an idiot six months later. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I've learned that so many times that these things I thought I stood on, I stood on them with limited information. And it's okay to change yeah, your mind, I right? Think it, like, I think that's, it's the greatest thing in the world to be able to change your mind. Yes. It's, 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 there was a very long time that me feeling like a hypocrite. I remember there was a point where I was like, I would never not have a three or four X large tall T on. <laughs> but I feel, uh, I wear XL everything at this point. It's not like I'm in here fashion model size, but I keep it where it's fitted to my body. There was a, I am on wax saying that. At that point, it made a lot of sense to me. I look back, asterisk, side note, 2000 through 2010 fashion was horrible. (laughs) The worst. I hope that never cycles back ever again. I don't know what was happening. It was rough. That was a very rough period of fashion. Um, (laughs) But it's just, there are things that I try to approach with, this is great. Make it make sense. And even something that I feel strongly about, there's still that piece that I leave open to, there might be more that I can understand. Mm -hmm. Even if it doesn't change my mind, I at least have more for a conversation. So when I'm talking to someone that has a different opinion, I can also add this in as to why I can understand where they may be coming from, even if I don't agree. Yeah, I think looking for reasons to kind of pick your own stances apart. Like that's, it's a really good, like a healthy exercise instead of going all the way in because it's like, I've listened to people that like go gung ho on like my stance on things. Yeah. And then I'm like, you sound a little sketch. Like you need, like you, you're a little, like, I don't, I don't believe everything <laughs> that you're saying. You're going like way too hard and, and kind of just easing off. I'm like, all right, cool. Like that's kind of like the edge for me. When I was at PSU, one of the things that I did um, in quite a few classes was I wrote my papers against what my actual belief was. Mm. So I had to research the other sides yeah, <laughs> in order to create a compelling argument. Things that I was like, this is nuts. But it, it allowed me to understand something in a deep way of yeah. actually having to research to write this 12-page paper. Yeah, You've kind of got to go in and to make it sound believable, like this is what you <laughs> actually stand on. That opened my eyes up to a lot of things. Yeah. A lot. That's, I think we just solved all the world's issues right there. <laughs> it's just like, get out of like that dug in position that we all like find ourselves in. It's it's easy to get there too because it feels comfortable and you feel like you have community, like being dug in and and so hardline about something. But outside think, of uh, people who like crazy crispy bacon, that's something I won't nah, budge on. Like nah. if you pick it up and it just stands straight. Yeah, and it gets real small too when you when you cook yes. it too long. You get, like, it's like half long. the size. It's like half the size. <laughs> like, bro, that is a, cook, a like bacon bit crispy. bar. Oh, that is a bacon when bit somebody bar. Somebody else is cooking it though. <laughs> like when you're just standing there and you're just like, yo, it's like, already went past the point. Like, oh, oh my god, you want to yeah. check that? You wanna- <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, like I will pick it up with my bare <laughs> hands. I don't need a fucking fork. Look, like, I'll I'll pick it up when I'm ready. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the only thing I probably have a very definitive stance on. You can check my social media history to see I've been riding that for a while now. Yes. Was there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? I just would tell people to continue listening to this podcast specifically um, and do something great, which is let it run up overnight. Put it on repeat so his numbers can go up. You're not listening. You're asleep. 
That's a great idea. Yeah, get Yo, these numbers out. Get visibility. That's what, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, how do you get fucking like visibility? Because I'm just like, yo, numbers. like we're just we just have a great podcast over here. Numbers and, and interactions. Run it, run it overnight. Run it overnight on loop. Get the numbers wow. up. The algorithms will see that things are happening and people are paying attention. Got it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. See free game yes. from Cam that. Jones. That's where, that. where can people find you on the interwebs? So you guys can find me on Al Gore's internet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you find me on Instagram at I Technically Can, and that's Can K A N. You can find the Unrefined Sophisticates, my podcast with my lovely co-host Morgan Jones, on the Instagrams at Unrefined Sophisticates. No tricky spelling um you can also check out the merch we talked about earlier at the nine brand that's the i-x-b-r-a-n-d.co don't let your autocorrect happen and make that dot com because it won't take you to the site dot co thank you ken and thank you all for listening to opening presence it's checkout time it's checkout time